on the Spencer's the Pez, Goking out at the cons, Renaissance Fest, Watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie, <laughs> sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. Listen up, fanboys! It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast. Yeah! First of New Year, and here's your host, a master of Mongolian barbecue, Derek McCaw. It's true on both levels. What there. does it take to be a master of Mongolian barbecue? You have to be Mongolian. The, Is he Mongolian? The secret. He's a Mongoloid. He's an. It's and I am happy with what I can see. Something like that, Jocko Homo. That's me. Yes. All right. This is Derek McCaw, editor in chief of. That was a Devo reference, editor, Michael. He was an editor. Editor <laughs> and what he could. I'm just going to call you Jocko Homo from now on. <laughs> what I was going to do. Oh, rats! This is Derek McCaw, editor in chief of FanboyPlanet.com, and here we are in the first podcast of 2009. Hey, everybody! Yeah. Coming to you Friday, January 2nd, because that's New Comics Day this week. Uh, from uh, Elusive Comics and Games, 2725 El Camino Real, Suite 104 in Santa Clara. I know what you were going to say, Lon, but it's not true anymore, is it? No, I was going to say, why are comics today? Anybody? Just because the New Year's <laughs> yeah, because you Thursday? Had, uh, you get Christmas Eve and uh, Christmas Day, sent the trucks off a day later, and then and then New Year's Eve and A lot New of stores aren't open on New Year's, on the New first Year's day, day of the year. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, you know, so they threw it off. So it's just a uh, bumps everything up. A it day just bumps. Right. Okay. I think cool. I believe it just means it's only five more days to the next new comic day. <laughs> oh, Christmas comes late. <laughs> yeah, something like that. All those new comics I don't get to buy. <laughs> yeah, well, but I if know. you did, this would be the only place you buy. I know, only because right now that may be the only place you could, uh, as the as the only place in town, the baby. Only place in town. And you uh, know why? Why we built this city? That's right. We did it. I'm I mean, lost. this comic shop. I'm lost. Okay, so totally clearly, um, someone had a little too much oregano for lunch, and that would be my announcer, <laughs> Lon Baby New Year Lopez. <laughs> How's it going? What he a, dressed the part. What a horrible! Oh, I know. Oh, Could oh, you pull oh, that diaper up just a little bit? What? My sash is covering my nipples. <laughs> Only one. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. true. A Doug's a Doug, mm. and. Uh, <laughs> Across from Lawn. Old Man 2008. <laughs> Can you dug it? <laughs> Michael Goodson. Who's got the same dugs. And, of course, oh. across from me. Uh, I'd say Moral <laughs> Compass, but he compromised himself what? this week uh, in order to watch something that we'll be talking about later on in this episode. Oh. Moral Compass sound engineer. We define our own morality. Rick <laughs> Brett Snyder. <laughs> you define a morality. Rick, you're the, you were the shinest and brightest of us all. That's I am. True. And now it's still now am. It's gone. Still are. <laughs> I've done well, here much. we go, 2009. With a look back at 2008, where would you like to begin? We've got comics, we got movies, we got TV, we got a games review, we got a model review. Any letters? Or a model announcement? No, no letters this week. Boo! No, that's okay. I'm tired of getting. Well, you know what? Honestly, though, come on, Chandra, Charnold, 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 Charnold. Well, the last on, couple dude. weeks, people are busy. They're they traveling. They're, they're opening holidays. presents. Yeah. They're they're and loading. Last, and last week, we had uh, one of our biggest water. fans was on the on the mics with us. That's true. Anna times. Warren was on the yeah. mic. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, shall we? The year in review. Do we uh, do the year review, or are we going to do a normal newsy th- type thing after? Well, we're going to we do both. We wanted to talk about a, a great All loss right, to fandom, or at least as far as the mainstream concerned. Uh, shortly after Betty Page passed away, which we talked about at that time, mm-hmm. was Eartha Kitt. 
uh, fast <laughs> and uh, you know that's that's as far as the media was concerned. You read the articles; it was as if the only woman who ever played Catwoman on TV <laughs> and sang Santa Baby and sang Santa Baby, yeah. in fact, and just had a, a hit this season with a remixed and redone, rewritten Santa yep. Baby. Yep. So, the only two things she ever did. Apparently, many things. She was. Also she did in, a lot of stuff. I, I, I own albums. By she her. was in Boomerang. She mm-hmm. was in the Emperor's New Groove. She was a fantastic, that's, that's fantastic right. villain in um, the Emperor's New Groove. And I would argue, not the uh, hottest. Hottest is the word I was trying to not use, but hottest Catwoman. Catwoman. She. Well, we're all third. We're good with. Third. She scared me. We're good with Julie Newmar. Oh, we're very Over good with Julie Newmar. <laughs> You know the what, living doll. Ju- I Lamar. like the idea of on the animated The Batman. It was Gina Gershon, right? I would be okay mm, with yeah, that. That'd be fun yeah, too. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what, though, it's funny. As a kid, I remember liking the Eartha Kit one better. Not so much in like a sexual like way because I was well, a kid. Because they were single episodes, and your attention span could hold it better. Well, right? no, I just think I because <laughs> I would always sit there and go, "Wait a minute, there's a Julie. black one, there's a white one. What's going on?" But I always found hers more entertaining. So okay. Not so. Not from like a you know a perv sort of way. Okay, which Riddler were you? A Frank Gorshin or John Aston guy? I was oh. definitely a Gorshin. Gorshin, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. okay. when John Aston came, I was all, "This guy's a tool." I, and I think it, it was all in repeats too. So I was all, "Yeah, that's Mr. Adams or whatever." You know, yeah. what I mean? that's yeah. Gomez Adams. What's he doing as Riddler? And he was just he was just John Aston as the Riddler. Right. Frank Gorshin was the Riddler. The Riddler. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's no question. So. Yeah, so she. Gorshin was the man, though. Gorshin was the man. Mm-hmm. But let's but get back to Eartha Kitt. Eartha Kitt. We, we do. Uh, is Gorshin was, alive? Gorshin, Gorshin, Gorshin died. Oh, Gorshin died a couple damn. years ago. There was no obituary on Fanboy Planet. Eartha yeah. Kitt, though. First, I would say he was the hottest Riddler, too. I mean, the he was the hottest. Definitely. Hotter than Jim hotter, Carrey? Hotter than. Um, yes. David Tennant? <laughs> he hasn't been Riddler yet. Pending. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's keep that TBA. rumor alive. Just keep that rumor alive. But also, alive. too, though, Eartha Kitt, first black cat woman. That's sorry, true. Halle Berry. Okay, so I'm sorry, Halle Berry, for a lot of reasons. She's, she's <laughs> the James Robinson. Halle Berry, sorry for a lot of reasons. Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson. The James Robinson. Of- <laughs> sorry. Uh, who's going to be at WonderCon? By the way, <laughs> so maybe you can tell. Jackie I didn't Robinson. know he was black. I just <laughs> no, found that out. Are we desperately trying to transition out of the Eartha Kitt story, Please, Lord? Because we really didn't have much to say except to acknowledge her passing and, yes. and to say how that much there were we other liked her work. I did. Yeah. We did like her work. I was she, a big fan. Uh, is good since he had albums of her stuff, which I you do. can probably download from Amazon. Or no, wait, well, let me just let me <coughs> let me footnote that. So she was what a jazz singer or mm-hmm. what type? Of, okay, yeah, she's she a jazz. She, she also like classic. Singer. She also capitalized a lot on the Christmas market too. Uh, okay, yeah. was she but the first one to do Santa Baby? Was that yes, all her? That was her. Song. That's her song. Wow. And and I have to admit, when you listen like side by side, the the Eartha Kit and the Madonna one that became really popular, they play mm-hmm. a lot too. Eartha Kitt Madonna kicks Madonna's ass. Come close. Well, Madonna yeah. sucks. All she's doing is ripping off Eartha Kitt. Yeah. 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 But also, she just like this boop, Betty Boop voice thing, and it's Eartha Kitt was... Sultry. Believed it. She was Smoky. sultry. That's a good word. So, ah, yes, sultry. Mm-hmm. The night was sultry. Excellent. Yeah. Anyway. She'll uh, be sadly missed. We, she will be. She will be. Let's talk about comics. Let's. Let's. So, uh, you know, we're in sort of this down period, but Marvel's been announcing a lot of things, trying to get uh, us excited about sales. Announcing any good <laughs> stories? Sales. No. Sadly, no. Well, you said there's this Doctor Doom and the Masters of Evil. Did this it's come out? a little out? confusing. No, I just saw the uh, the promo for it. I didn't see it on the stands this week. Doctor Doom and the Masters of Evil. That sounds like He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. <laughs> exactly. Well, well the Masters of Evil was an old uh, team from... Yeah. Yeah. Well, the they're the Thunderbolts. They're the yeah. Thunderbolts. They became the Thunderbolts. Yeah. Originally, yeah, yeah, and, and and when we've got this dark, dark rain, rain coming, coming it's all these villains again. It just feels 
How does Doctor Doom take hit, like uh, top billing over Norman Osborn? I thought this was Norman Osborn's. No, it's not. Thing. This is this is as far as I can tell, it's not related to, to Dark, Dark Rain. Rain. So you think there's this other villain thing going on, but not related to? It just seems like the editors are not going out to lunch enough. Well, it's just like you know. You mean together? Together? Because yeah. they're going out so to I lunch on their stories. Yeah, that's true. Because over at DC, they've got this you know book, uh, Superman, Supergirl, Maelstrom, which is. Art by Phil, Phil Noto, so I, I, I like it because the art's great. But, but where does it fit? It, it, it doesn't fit anywhere because in the midst of Final Crisis where all the new gods and the gods of Apocalypse have been destroyed, it's a story of Superman and Supergirl versus Darkseid and the gods of Apocalypse. Yeah. And it's Wait like, a minute. Darkseid and the gods of Apocalypse? Yes. Doctor Doom and the Masters of Evil? Do they all have to have an and something after them? Well, I'm just – they don't say that in the title. I'm oh, just, okay. I'm just making the distinction. Maybe they should. Maybe they Maybe should. Maybe sell more books. <laughs> well, or, is it like Timmy and the Lords of the Underground? Today, did you? <laughs> or some CDs they could put out of Dr. Doom. Ooh, yeah. yeah. I'd buy I would totally yeah. buy that. <laughs> all guitars. Or, it's all just and an hour of Dr. Doom weeping over the – the uh, site of 9-11. You know, that's <laughs> – I will never forgive him for that. No. <laughs> no, you know why he was crying, right? Because he didn't do it. Because he didn't do it. Which was my defense then. I said, right. that's exactly why. Oh, I should have killed all those people. Um, all I had to do was blow up buildings. Oh, wait. Does, does, <laughs> they can go for the Baxter yeah. building. Nobody cares if the Baxter building But, but in, in all defense, though, real fast, though, does Dr. Doom ever really want to kill anyone except the Fantastic Four? Because he's always wanted to rule the world. He kills everybody. Does Anybody he? who stands his way. He kills oh, okay. his servants all the time. Well, oh, okay. it used to be that everything was Hello, motivated Ron. around him. He's evil. He's he was, a master. I know. He was trying <laughs> to save his mother in Mephisto's right. realm forever. And yeah. like, I mean, he does have some kind of humanity. It's twisted. Which I have I mean, to go back. One of the best of the original What If stories was what if Doctor Doom had been a hero. Uh-huh. Have you ever read that one? Yeah. Which probably, I think is in a trade yeah. paperback now. And it's a great story where he listened to read Richards in college and, and said and just for a moment of humility said check okay double check my equations yeah. and so he didn't blow up so then he became he still had all the same motivation but he made golden armor instead and became this superhero and was like this the world's greatest superhero and it's, it's still a tragic story but it's great on the <laughs> earth too the uh, the original uh, Adam Warlock uh, storyline he was on the parallel earth he was the greatest hero there Adam Warlock yeah the original earth too yeah, there was a is Earth it, in parallel rotation around the. Are you sun talking with, DC or Marvel? No, Counter Earth, Counter Earth, Counter Earth. Yeah, Marvel. That's Marvel. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, there's a planet on the other side of the sun we can't see because it's always it's not there anymore. Then it got yeah, blown up. It got blown up. Good. Oh, okay. So, but we were talking about Doctor Doom. Never mind that. Let's move to New Black Panthers because we don't have enough events there. Huh. Who is the New Black Panther? Rick, tell us. God, yeah. do you care? Monica Rambo. <laughs> Like, really? Doesn't, is she still, doesn't she still have the powers of, of uh, Captain, Captain of Quasar or yeah. Photon? Photon, that's her. Yeah, and then Rambo. there was like one that the name I didn't recognize. I thought it was like a girlfriend of somebody. Dora Milaje. Dora Milaje. That's that's. Remember, I told you that that's was one of those two tall ones that his the two bodyguards. bodyguards. Oh, is that right? And then Shuri. Shuri, I thought was his. sister. You mean that's Tom Cruise's daughter? Yes, Tom Cruise's daughter <laughs> is becoming uh, is going to become Shuri the new Black Cruise Panther. is the new Black, Black Panther. Panther? Mm-hmm. Or uh, who's the other one you said you got it down here? Or uh, wait, are Echo. these all? Echo. Yeah. These are all guesses, or these are all? The, uh, Marvel no. has sent out artwork that says, "Is this the new? Is she the new Black Multiple Panther?" Multiple covers. Is she the new Black Panther? Is she, so there's like four different characters. And no storm in there. No storm. No storm. Interesting. Which means, but, but are we storm. interested? Do we care? Don't care. No. no. 
and especially on you know, and it's just silly when again they've got a they've got an animated series hitting the air yeah and once again perfect timing only Disney could top that by releasing the Country Bear Jamboree movie after tearing the ride down. Uh, <laughs> Boy, some scars go deep with you, don't they? Bitter. Well, not only yeah, is it a never bad, forgets. not only is it a bad movie, but, but I just think it's a huge marketing blunder. Do you not think? Uh, so Marvel has an animated Black Panther series to be released on the heels of uh, then changing the identity of the Black Panther, mm-hmm. so that people who might become fans of the series will go look at the book and go, "Who's she?" Yeah. So does this mean he's not going to be in it? I don't know. <laughs> Is he throwing down the cowl? When was and... the last time you read a Black Panther? I've been reading the series. I think I'm behind like an issue or two. Okay, you've been reading it. Yeah. The last one I read was that collected trade that I we talked about on the air with the uh, what was that called? Do you remember? Men, men, little green men, or something like that. No, uh, oh, the part of the secret invasion thing. No, no, it was right. It was coming out right as that did, but they went to like a scroll world. Oh yeah, yeah. And, oh uh, yeah, yeah. The, I thought that was king, a, to find the frogs. It was the like King the, Solomon's right, frogs had right. transported. And them. I thought that was a really good, like you know, little arc. Well, so, it was part the problem of the with that book Four. is it, it occasionally has really brilliant stuff in it, and mm. then occasionally it just wanders off into you know left field, well, kind of like the Hudlin, like Reginald Hudlin's movies. You know, mm, I mean, yeah. it's yeah. his scripts are that way too. I mean, his movie scripts have been that way too. Boomerang. I don't know. Yeah, I've been off go. and on a Black Panther fan. I mean, he, uh, being an Avengers fan, he's always kind of that. You know, part he's of the, a cool character. Part of that Avengers yeah. and then the Christopher Priest relaunch was really cool. So, I don't know. We'll see. I guess there are things I, I say is there are characters that I just don't care about as a solo that long. Well, I just don't care about the title handed off to another character. It's not like it's not it like just Captain America. Like gimmick, Captain America, right? they're doing something interesting with it. In mm-hmm. this, it's like T'Challa is the interesting character in that. Yeah. He's the educated, almost Tony Stark-like guy in Africa. But right. the but the way that Reginald Hudlin's run has been was establishing that he was another legacy hero. That there were plenty of Black Panthers before him. Yeah, so it would logically be plenty more. But yeah, why do all black superheroes have to have black in their title? Uh, Luke Cage doesn't. Uh, no, he oh, is a new book Power Man. There's a new book coming out called oh, Black Luke Cage. <laughs> is there really yeah. uh, no I think that was dark Luke Cage dark that's Luke why Cage. we're bringing the Milestone universe back into the DC and yeah. Justice League is doing that right now Dwayne McDuffie bringing the shadow cabinet although they're both cinnamon <laughs> the shadow cabinet oh really is there a shadow called Darky Man is <laughs> that what you're going to say and Static is coming is joining the How Teen rude. Titans uh, you know so but that was why Milestone was, one of the things Milestone, Milestone was established to do Milestone was uh, Dwayne McDuffie and uh, Trevor Von Eden and I can't remember who else. Yeah. Um, a couple other artists that were tired of uh, a black superheroes always having black in their name and creating this whole more oh did I bring realistic up realistic urban I didn't do it last thing. podcast I told you I want to the, the the racism comics remember I was telling you about that didn't you do that no I, I, I talked about it. I don't think we did it on air but real fast though t- speaking of that is oh, yes, this event okay go well ahead. no it was just kind of one of those things where like every time they drew a black character in comics. It always felt like they had to do the cool, you know, like, and it's been through the years. They always had to draw the cool black hairstyle. I I thought of this this weekend because Justin and I sat down and watched the Blu-ray version of Enter the Dragon. Uh And Jim Kelly is in there with a basketball-sized fro (laughs) on his head. (laughs) So, like, in the 70s, every character had a fro. Now, like, you look at, like, uh, Cyborg and uh, Black Lightning and Luke Cage. Well, if... But then as the so now we are here we're two thousand nine now or whatever so every character now the cool black hairstyle is 
completely bald, right? Well, so now, Black Lightning's I want, bald. I want you to look. I want you to go, go pick up a DC book, a recent DC book, and see if you can find a house ad for Black Lightning Year One, which hasn't come out yet. Was that the old but costume? But the image oh, has the old the costume, but his hair is like spiky. It's spiky out like lightning. Man? Sorry, he had a fro. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's just, but it, but it also, it really, it, to me, it is like, yeah, that, but it's clearly a stereotypical yeah. hairstyle of the nineties. It's like, it's like yeah. you know, and it's just like, yeah, why, especially a character like Jefferson Pierce, he wasn't about trends, right? Exactly. You know, he was he's a, not going to be all, yeah, I'm going to look good and shave he was my a, head. He was a school teacher. He wasn't fronting. He wasn't representing. You know, I mean, he was trying but, to inspire his students. Could you say fronting and representing? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, but see, gosh. but here's the other thing. you know what? The only one thing I've ever heard is that, that, what was that movie with Eddie Griffin and Orlando Jones? Right. Crisscross or switch, switchback or something where they. Who cares? Nobody care. saw it. <laughs> Nobody no, did. But like with Luke Cage, <coughs> Luke Cage is the biggest thing. Like I grew up reading Luke Cage. I had the fro with the little tiara. Everybody calls it the tiara, but it's not the <laughs> it tiara. It was an upside down it's tiara. It's a headband, Would right? you feel better about that? It was an upside down tiara, therefore making it more masculine. That's true. It was a headband. <laughs> the point was down to gouge into his head, proving. But like through the years, though, that was the way. Scowl. That was the way you drew Luke Cage was with a yeah. fro, and it with didn't have to be a big fro, but it was always about the headband, yeah. you know, on the thing. And so now they just draw. Oh, well, he's a, he's a buff black guy. Let's just draw him bald with a goatee. You know what I well, mean? A little like, bit of when they did with the Max, when they did the Max Luke Cage miniseries. Yeah, it was, was Cage. Was that Corbin? Teeth, yeah, gold teeth. Yeah. That was, that was, that <laughs> was Rich Corbin. I think Richard Corbin yeah. did that. Yeah. But I also didn't like on the Marvel. Uh, was it Universe uh, Ultimate Alliance or whatever? Yeah. So they had the Luke Cage, but he has a mask. You guys notice that? Like, why I, did they draw him with I a mask? Think, I don't think I played Luke Cage in that game. Oh, okay. Well, that's why I always switch to the classic costume because it was better. Oh, good. Anyways. Huh. Yeah. So, moving on. Well, there's Black Power. <laughs> now there's also a new Savage She-Hulk that Marvel is advertising. Savage? Yes. That was a why do movie. green characters always have to be savage? Right. Because they are. Mm. No, this one is supposed Savage to, John Jones. As opposed to Jennifer Walters, this was a character uh, introduced in a Hulk one-shot about what? six months ago. They're launching ago. a no, new... No, not that long ago. It, it wasn't that long ago? Months ago. So, so it's not the Jennifer... So why are they replacing all their iconic characters? It's a, a replacement. It's a future daughter of the Hulk. They, in this, in this one-shot, Thundra came back in time to get genetic material. Oddly enough, I think the name of this, this uh, one-shot was Hulk Family. Like the Spider-Man family. That, yeah. that gimmick always works. <laughs> I mean, that is gold. Every time yeah. a descendant from the future comes it, Well, you got Scar, the son of Hulk, so yeah. why not have Glued the... So, kids. wait, now he's got kids. He's got Scar. He's got Savage. He's got kids he doesn't know about. Man, Hulk, keep it in your pants. And Peter David oh, yeah. wrote a novel that had a son, too. Uh, what Rough Beast, I think was the name oh, of it. Oh, really? It was, a, it was a really good Terrible novel, name. Though. What Rough <laughs> Beast. Which was... Uh, he was... Yeah. Lopez. Yeek. Uh, slouching towards Bethlehem, it's a it's a classical allusion to a poem. All right, nobody cares. Keep your hole shut. <laughs> Talk love, about love, Jennifer love, Walters. Uh, love song with J. Alfred Prufrock. I believe so. Yeah. So uh, you realize that that knowledge is dying with your generation. I, right? I do realize <laughs> that, but I'm taking you down with me, right. Lopez. You guys will know all the cheats for Final <laughs> Fantasy. Fantasy. But, exactly. Which would be great because there'll be no system to play it on. <laughs> our our generation will quote, yeah, video games. Oh, great. I can has <laughs> even that. I, I can has cheeseburger. Great. Thank you for your cultural <laughs> for your culture. <laughs> Thanks for your cultural contribution. Lon. I'm all just your, saying. All your base belongs to us. <laughs> it's idiocracy. <laughs> Get used to it. 
And you, sir, are the first president of the United States of Idiots. That's right. There we go. Stop here, complimenting here. It's, off, it's awfully early in the year for you both to have made me laugh. It's a long year to go, but you both did it. Rick, hey, pressure's yeah. on. And the pressure's on. So anyway, there's a new Savage Shield coming, uh, dressed right. like Thundra, but green, okay. with blonde hair, Super. which, as we know from Star Trek, works hot yeah, yeah totally absolutely hot. works no, no, no. absolutely works so no, no, no. we learned that in the jedi but so the jennifer walters is just the she hulk yeah so they're gonna keep that one around i guess okay. oh, is this something. a one shot or is this a new series i don't know again it was just it, it, it's an email alternate with scar an email comes from marvel saying happy new year from the all new savage she hulk god they are just hurting aren't they well no they're not they i mean they're really controlling for the industry. well just sure but you know people are buying it I I'm guess, not. Except not I, I won't. Which goes to uh, that. I think you were saying about the Black Panthers. We failed to mention. I mean, that's going to be a book that's at three ninety nine. Yeah. And Marvel's doing that sliding scale of giving us books for three ninety nine that aren't worth the two ninety nine that they're printed on. Yeah. Off the air, we discussed the idea that let's just go back to cheap paper. Sell the books for two twenty five or two fifty. Give it the cheap paper, and then let the trade paperback be the good stuff. Yeah. See if you sell more at 250. that price. Well, go back to the cheaper, cheaper paper well, and go back to like a dollar. But the, like the DC pa- kids, price of paper's gone up. Yeah, the DC kids yeah. books. Gas is cheap now. Why can't comics be cheap? Because they're not made of gas. Well, they should be. <laughs> Print they're- them on gas. <laughs> <laughs> the DC kids books, which are probably and, and and Archie are still all both on the really cheap paper, and that's I think. Give it's us comics in newsprint. You know what I mean? We can just fold up oh, and read. What it's talking about. That's what it is. Oh, that's awesome! What, Give it to me. That's what we, but even newspaper for a quarter. <laughs> for a quarter, really, you know. The Mercury News just went up to seventy-five cents. What? For, yeah. No wonder they're for going like out of business. Two pieces of paper folded against each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, the paper is going up, and distribution. See what is I said? Down. It's all dead with your generation. We won't even have news. Like kids these days won't even know what a newspaper is when they're your age. I I, I bow to you. Go ahead, please run me through. Run you through it. with a sword. Is that Kill a me anything. Oh, okay. No. Sword with a sword. <laughs> <laughs> you mean a lightsaber? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> No, as long as there's still an SCA, swords will still be needed in this society. Yes. Okay. That's uh, an ironic statement. I know it was. As long as the society of creative anachronism. Yeah. Okay. Once again, <laughs> proving me right. No, no. You just don't go to the same conventions we do. Oh, you go, but you sit there and mock and you sit in the lounge and get drunk. Really? Yes. Have to get personal? Okay. No, <laughs> I, no, that was just honest. Okay. There's a difference. Yes, Drunky McGee. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> Last week, uh, the se- the second and I guess final issue of of Grant Morrison's Tale of Bruce Wayne, Batman Last Rights, came out. Tying, <laughs> Tale of Bruce Wayne. Well, because it is they said to, to find bat, at the end of it, they say Batman's ultimate fate. Go to Final Crisis number six. Oh, so everything now has I, that come out yet? Uh, no, it'll come out I guess next week or two mm. or three weeks. Um, which makes sense because in Final Crisis number five, they they were referring to things that were happening in Last Rights and it, like. The result of it, and I was going, okay, this isn't there yet. I'm a little confused. And now that it's all kind of dovetailed together, it's a really nice capper if it is indeed true as is rumored, but who knows. Can I guess? Go ahead. Does uh, heaven open up and Bruce Wayne walks towards the light and his parents are waiting for him? No. Darn it. No. Because that's why I always wanted Batman to end. Really? Because <laughs> oh. that seems so not like you. Uh, I like the Dark Knight. No, no. He um, he uh, gets up in front of his team and he gives a thank you speech and <laughs> gives everybody a watch <laughs> and uh, a bat watch. Thank you for your service. Uh, service, and he says, and next year's next year's football team will be even better. 
I'm just laughing. Oh. Anyway, so um, anyway, uh, but it was it was it's uh, Simeon and Makari from Jack Kirby's Fourth World. Right. Uh, yeah. These evil scientists they've had him lock up and they're doing these mental experiments on him. They're trying to download, basically infect his mentality, and then create a whole group of super clones that think like the Batman. Or have all the skills and all the reflexes, but are in service to Darkseid. Hmm. But they fail because Batman's will is even stronger than the new gods. And so, it's, sure. so you know, he actually then reprograms the thing that's supposed to be in his mind, disguised as Alfred. And basically, it's Grant Morrison trying to trying to acknowledge and make everything that ever happened, all the silly stories, to give them a place in continuity if you want to believe them. Right. And which is just kind of Grant Morrison's Rainbow thing. Rainbow Batman. Well, that's yeah. been the Batman of Zurin, Zurin, uh, and so it all kind of like makes sense, and it is a good capper to, you know, if that if it's not Bruce Wayne from now on, which the next three or four months of the book's going to be the battle for the cowl and everything. It's it it's like yeah, that it, we might be heading towards a really cool end for Bruce Wayne where he gives it, you know. Where he defeats the ultimate Just like evil. when they destroyed Gotham City. They're not going to do it. I know. Well, it's like when Superman died, too. Yeah. What? Yeah, I know. And that's the problem is it's really hard. It is hard to get excited when a writer I mean, like... Gotham City was reduced to like a wasteland. Rubble. Like rubble. It was a no man's land. A no man's land. no man's And that exactly. was after that it was had a... a contagion. Contagion. It had a contagion. Earthquake. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I understand. Yeah. There was Look, no, no coming back. And that. that was after Nightfall. Yeah, so uh, I was actually a fan yeah. of No Man's Land. Anybody? Yeah, I read. No, it. I, I, read like it. I read it. That was actually when I stopped buying Batman. I thought that brought Batman back to its roots. You know what I mean? Like he could be the city's protector back when he was the. <clears throat> but you know the problem with No with it was that there was, it made no sense that you'd have uh, that like the Justice League would turn their back, would even listen to Bruce Wayne when he said, "Stay out of my city." Mm-hmm. It's like Superman could. Re- Pair everything in like yeah. a day. No, but they've they've talked about that in comics. The heroes won't help with the rebuilding because so I remember reading a comic where Superman said, except when, yeah, except when they will. Uh, yeah. But but it is one of those things. It was one of those books, those events where it was like that Batman isn't the same guy in Justice League. It just doesn't make any sense. And Grant Morrison tries to make it all make sense, but it's a good. It is a good capper if Grant Morrison were, were able to end it the way that I have no doubt actually originally when those, that first image for Final Crisis was heroes die, legends live forever. And the rumor was that that meant that at the end of the fourth world, which Dan DiDio has said, yeah, Orion, all those guys, all of Kirby's new gods are dead. With That's the exception it, of, of Darkseid. Darkseid. That, 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 that the rumor was that then the, the big seven, if you will, those Justice League would become the new pantheon and their old sidekicks – would step up and be the new heroes in the titles. Well, let me stop right there. Why is it important to have a new pantheon? Like, what? Why? We can only tell the same stories for so long. <laughs> right. But I mean, eventually we have to change the character and then tell the and story. And tell the again. same story as again, a different character. Again, a different character. Right. But we'll get to the Doctor Who First Christmas special later. First time Tim Drake <laughs> encounters the Joker as Batman. Mm, yeah, see? well, but certainly there was a good twist when, like, the Joker first saw Tim Drake and went, I killed you! You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, there are things that can be done with that new twist. But, you know, so that was the rumor that that's what they were going to do with it because I don't think that anything in Final Crisis has lived up to that image of uh, yeah. and that and that sales point of Heroes Die Legends. Flash is coming back. What are you talking about? 
Right, because they feel like they've told enough stories with with Wally, mm-hmm. and there's nothing new to say with Wally. Because you know what happened? They got they don't know how to deal well with the disturbing thing of two children that um, age uncontrollably, which they quickly went. That is kind of disturbing. What are we going to do? And they fixed that in a page. What they did? <laughs> they brought him back to kids, or what? Uh, yeah, they basically turned uh, him back uh, to toddlers. His uh, his daughter actually, you know, I mean, they, they were supposed to be only like five months old, but because every time she really accessed the Speed Force to do something she aged to being like 60 and there was that you know, well but there was like Talk wally changing diapers wally dealing with with uh you know just like well i missed everything there is no childhood you you were a baby and you're you're dealing with that emotion and then suddenly boom she's 60 and then she died but it turned out it was some little speed force thing and one page went oh if i go into the speed force and wrestle the speed force it's they're feeding off my energy boom and they went back to so they froze at whatever age they're at and they can age normally from here on out at going back to like eight or nine. I'm glad that you read all the comics, so I don't have to. I think that's awesome. Yeah, it really well, makes comics. Sound I don't know. Dumb, why, I don't know why I'm talking about them though, because you should review them without reading them. I could do that True. too. Yeah, yeah. True. I, I could. I'd feel better. I, more, I'd have more time. I do that more in the movies though. No, but actually, what's funny is when you talk about comics, I actually think I like comics again. You know what I mean? Because I'm all, oh, that sounded really cool. All right, cool. And then I felt like I don't have to read it. So. How about one that none of us read? Tr- Trinity. Trinity, uh, what? Trinity. How did you say here? First and second issue. Issue thirty. It's a so uh, people have spent what well, you say, Rick, it's about, about ninety dollars, ninety bucks so far. And is anybody talking about Trinity? Anybody excited about Trinity? No. Oh no, no, no one seems to know anything. No. Weekly, it's way too much for too little. Mm. Yeah, I kind of think that it's and it's. We'd like to hear from anybody who feels otherwise. Please write in. If who you... says that's the best ninety bucks they spent all year? Yeah, or didn't three uh, years. didn't I kind of warn you guys like when issue three came out that uh, you went further than we did? We uh, I said uh, Michael and I read, read issues one and two and went. Yeah, I don't even it. think I got to three. Maybe I thought it was. Oh, the you probably one. warned us about three without reading it because that would be the long. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think I went. I'm Check over it, mate. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, it, is, it is a shame. Yeah. And although what it seemed to me from having read the first couple of issues, and here we speak, why not, is that it was at least a book out of continuity. There's no way that that tied in. And I think maybe DC needs more books like that, but maybe not on a weekly basis. Apparently, I was reading this interview with Dan DiDio who said, like, Superman Batman is a book that's in its own universe. And it might re- reference something that happened in, yeah. in another book. But really, I've, the few issues I've picked up since the Supergirl was introduced was like, yeah, this book is it's just kind crazy. Of the way Justice League used to feel back in the day. It was different. It was you know, the and I think Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman. Those books didn't tie into it at all. And I think it should. I think there should be. I, I don't think that the tight continuity should be happening. I think that if a kid likes Superman, Batman, Superman and Batman, let's have a book that has Superman and Batman. Yeah. I mean, that's why I'm still loving, and I've watched. Still haven't watched the Aquaman episode, but the Brave and the Bold on Cartoon Network is just like, you know, that's it. That my son doesn't need to know anything else. This is going to end up being a four-hour podcast, but does anyone else think Batman's a total dick on that show? Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) He is not uh, the Batman I like, and that's why I don't like that show. Because he says things that are not things Batman would say. Like he's messing with Blue Beetle to see if he's got the stuff. That kind of thing, or that's okay. But that was okay. Watch the interactions, but it's just the only one I haven't. I haven't seen the girl of Grodd one. Uh, that's the plastic. I, I started watching. I watched like that's the first five minutes of that. I haven't watched that all the way through. You know, it, it is a different take on Batman, but I don't see him being necessarily a. <laughs> but um, I a do ping. think 
Uh, but I, I do think it captures an essence of the character. For good fun. It's yeah. a kid show, and I, I'm just right. not interested in that. Yeah. But I, he's not the dark but Avenger. But you could show your daughter in, right. if you wanted. He's much more the the, uh, the 60s, early 70s Batman. Yeah. And what I also like about it is he's still a badass in the sense that he, he's like kid appropriate. He's right. effect, yeah, He's not a badass so much as he's super effective. He's kind of the Grant Morrison okay. Batman, where I you imagine he, that badass. He I goes in the Batcave and opens the sci-fi room, takes <laughs> out the robot duplicate or something, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I like it because the the Gorilla Grobbin was on, was on again. I mean, they're just repeating the same four right now. Yeah. The n- next new episode might actually be tonight. Um, I think it is. And. Uh, but, you know, then it, the, the Gorilla Grobbin we watched and went, uh, okay, and Daddy has six volumes of Plastic Man stories on the on the mm-hmm. shelf, and we can take down a... All kid-friendly. Uh, not, not all that all, not all that kid-friendly. The no? Jack Cole stuff is not. Not, oh. when, the, not when the heroin a- a- addict comes in. And, oh, I don't remember that. No, the forty the, the stuff is really bizarre because okay. they weren't aiming at Heroin kids. man! No. <laughs> no, the other thing is that there's no recurring villain. Oh. Jack Cole always kills well, him off. Not with he... characters like Heroin Man. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just a guy's an addict. Keeps coming back. He disguises himself as an addict and like you know, it's like shaking Jonesing for a fix. I'm like, wow, 1940, no wow. comics code. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but but the reality is, you know, everybody. know the consequence. You tend to be realistic about it, but every kid would have talked about it. They would have known somebody, and you know, yeah. If you lived in a big city, you knew somebody who was on the smack, riding awesome. the horse. Awesome. You know. Uh, I wasn't I mi- alive in the 40s. I long for those days. No, I'll you weren't. You. Wait, I wasn't. Oh, dang it. Our generation has meth. Yeah. That's great. Let's talk about mm. meth and teeth. How, how, how's your tweaking been? It's mm, good. Yeah. Uh, so how about at this point, we'll say, well, what was your favorite book of 2008? Are we favorite going to, to the yeah, years well, now? Well, I mean, Do we we're have any other news to cover or no? Mm. We had a complaint about Ultimate Hulk. How could Ultimate Hulk have an annual if uh, there hasn't been, been an Hulk. Ultimate Hulk book? <laughs> but there was because ultimate... once a year we think we can put it out. There was an Ultimate Captain America annual. Wait, as wait, well. wait! I have a question yeah. for the Zorlak, and I've always wondered this, and I know you could answer it. Mm. Explain to me what an annual, and I know what it mean. The term means once a year, <laughs> but in the sense of the comics, I always remember there's always like Avengers annual or Spider Man annual. Well, it's actually, and I never understood why they put those out. Point. Because uh, – can I take this one? Please. Go ahead. I think this is something our fans should Marvel, know too. I don't think that DC had annuals until after Marvel. Marvel had them back in the 70s. Yeah. And they were – once a, once a year you'd get it and it was a complete story. It was usually extra long, like four issues long, well, four standard issues. Wait, worth for an story. annual? Yeah. It was four issues? The, it was no, four issues be, long. It was oh, the length of it would be so the same as four right? story right. that was like four times the length of a regular. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they were – it's all self-contained. It was usually some big event. So like there was one where Spider-Man found out about his parents' background and also tangled – That would be Spider-Man Do- annual number two I think was where Tangled with Doctor Doom in that yeah. one as yeah, well. Yeah. Or is it Red Skull? Red Skull. I think it was Red Skull because Red Skull was the one responsible right. for his parents' death. Right. So they were usually big events. Stories. They'd introduce a new character, or whatever, and it wasn't in the mid to late '80s. They started being parts of larger events, or they'd cross the annuals over. Mm. So they'd. Have I remember those. Yeah, and the other. But the other events. thing was, it was not every title had an annual original. I think it was like yeah. they'd have a Fantastic Four annual. The wedding of the Fantastic Four was, was in an annual. In an annual. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, but I mean, exactly. So basically, it was just one big book they put out okay, once a and year. And here's what I suspect is where it comes from. And I'm not positive about this. And again, if somebody can correct me, but it is a British tradition as well. And I think it predates oh. the American comics. Is that is that there'd be like a Beano annual or whatever that they that there would be an extra special book they'd put out at Christmas time. That's different to us. We were always summer annuals, but in England. It's Christmas annual so that you'd have something special to give the kids for Christmas. Uh-huh. Cheap but big. Keep the kids occupied in their, with their stocking of like, you know, it would be this triple or quadruple size book with all these different features in it. So why not just call it issue 13? No, because it was a, it was an extra special. Okay, so it's just a you, you special. Know, it's like a. It was more of a Christmas tradition. They which, cost more too. They were like yeah. twice the price of the regular books. Yeah, but yeah, okay. you get three right. to four times as much story. Yeah. And I think, I, I you know, but I, and it's kind of stopped though, right? They haven't done them in a while, or there have been there have been annuals. It, it's I think to DC's defense, and I think really most of the annuals stopped when these big <coughs> crossover events. events have started in the last five six years. Where those events are so company wide, there's no room for an annual. All right, you know. Uh, I was so. just thank you for answering that because I I've always every time you know when I was a kid you know go annual why is what is this what's the big deal so yeah thank you yeah. anyway so there's a Hulk annual there was an Ultimate Hulk annual I mean they're doing all this stuff to build up to what's going what's going on in Ultimatum and I think that's why and last week on the podcast Rick and I talked about. You know how uh, it was great that Ultimatum was this great self-contained read, ending the Ultimate Universe, and then I get to the end of issue number two and it says, "Follow the story in these six Ultimate books." Mm. Oh crap! Boo! Got you hooked with the first issue. Here's my Ultimatum, Marvel: Stop doing that, or I'm going to stop buying your comics. Um, when are you going to? When did you start doing it again? <laughs> we'll do what? Uh, buying their comics. Buying their comics. Hey, every, every, when they put out something good, I will actually purchase it. Oh, so not okay. in a while. Well, <laughs> I'm going to purchase some today. Well, you got Not some Christmas for me, money. Though. You got some Christmas money. Nice. No, I got to give some gifts. Okay. <laughs> Congratulations. Hope you like crap. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Marvel's there are, tra- there are trade paperbacks of older stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, good. that's true. That's trade, true. There yeah. is good, there is old, good old stuff. I'll buy the old so, good comics. So what was your favorite book of the year or even maybe favorite uh, comics-related publication? How about that? You're looking at me. Well, I. Well, at I'll me. answer because Rick is. There you go. I would say a overall book of the year. I really enjoyed that. Wait, are we going title or single issue? I'm going title and single issue, Ooh, my friend. Yeah, right. wow. I'm, I'm two, prepared. I have two separate. Okay, I'm prepared. I, there are two separate as well. I really enjoyed Buffy season eight this year. Hmm. Every time an issue came out, Wait, I was that this year or was it a little last year? Well, too? it's been a little bit, but, it, but it's if it's been, still going on, that's fair They did the the fray. Yeah, they're they're at issue twenty. Just came out last week or two weeks ago. So and that that book has successessfully recaptured the Buffy magic for me. That I was after the fall did not. No, sir. The Angel series did not recapture that magic. And then for an individual issue, I'm going to go with Fable seventy five, which fulfilled the promise of what the first issue set up. These were fables living in exile from their homeworld, and in seventy five we brought that chapter. Was that the last issue? The the capper. No, that, that they was are the continuing now. climax, oh, okay. but they are moving forward oh. with more stuff. Don't you like that when a title does that? When it just effing love it puts the bow on it and just says, "There you go." I this mean, is a story. I yeah. appreciate it, which that. I think Vertigo does better than than any other imprint. Uh, yeah, and it be, and it, well, you say Neil Gaiman started that with Sandman, where it naturally reached a conclusion. But that, but every one of their books has had that feeling of there is an expiration it's date. Finite. 
Bill Willingham had another idea. I'm, I'm okay with that. It, but I will, I will also say I don't think that it's been quite as charming or as driving. It feels a little – while I like the character still and I enjoy what's going, you know, kind of what's going on with the characterization, the new <laughs> menace that he's come up with just seems, seemed a little out of left field. I haven't gotten there yet. Okay. But, yeah. yeah. That's fine. He's come up with a new menace and it's like, okay, right. I'm, I'm with it. But hey, it's, I, I love the first 75 issues. I'll give you yeah. 12 to find stable footing and we'll <laughs> yeah. go forward from there. there yeah. <laughs> That's only fair. That's you've, not, even, you know, you've been nice so far. He's earned your trust. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to break the rules. I'm not going to give a single issue. And in, in fact, I'm going to do two series okay. because they both hit um, on things that I was kind of falling out of love with and they brought me back. Okay. The first would be All Star Superman, mm. sure. which uh, I think that re that reinvigorated. I, it's not it's it's not necessarily following through with the regular issues, but I sure love that series. And mm-hmm. I love the, so, the way the character was brought. So out. So you're reading the uh, Jeff Johns uh, Superman right now? No, no. I'm the I, new I, Krypton thing. Yeah, I have not been reading. Okay, that. I haven't caught up with it. I, I usually uh, yeah. Jeff Johns has earned my trust too, but uh, I, I just don't and and it's worth it. It is. I, I've I read know. the first couple of issues of the new Krypton stuff. I mean, I, I just I say I'm, I'm too deeply into it, but but I think that what he's done is pretty reasonable too. Although he, the, he and um, Gary Wait. Frank are going to do a, a new origin like right. miniseries. Which I, I think, to go back, I go back to All-Star Superman I love is a great end of Superman's career. and Yeah. But I still go back to Mark Wade's birthright as if you're going to have a Superman for the 21st century, knowing what you know about Smallville and uh, whatever is that that birthright miniseries, which is in trade, just can't be topped. I don't want to see Jeff Johns rewrite the origin again because I'm like, Mark Wade stands yeah. for me. It's great. <laughs> so the other one, uh, and... Coming off of what Michael said, uh, Joss Whedon's uh, Astonishing X Men, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. which wrapped very nicely, wrapped the book ended his mm-hmm. uh, his run on it, and that's a set of three basic uh, trades that you could give to anybody. And uh, again, wasn't uh, all that excited about the X Men lately, but he made those characters. He chose, he picked the the right team and did the right things with the uh, mm-hmm. with the conflicts that are already there. Yeah, yeah. I've his run was. The best series of X Men comics I've ever read. Yeah. Well, I don't know about ever, but I was. But I think, in my opinion. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. You said you've ever read. And You're of right. the, I've and ever read. And of the two or three other issues he's read, <laughs> Claremont and Byrne. I read though, I mean, Grant Morrison. Claremont and Byrne is kind of. I mean, there were a lot the of Dark fun, Phoenix but it, saga. I mean. Yeah, go back and read favorite. it again. I, mean, I don't know. I've read well, it several it, it times. It was good for the time. It was. And that's the thing, you know. You got and that's why I kind of like having Michael around here, sort of, you know. No, but but he you cleans up nicely. But the other reason is because he's as an adult, whereas you, Rick, and myself, <coughs> we are the kid, Good point. the kid fanboys. We were yeah. we were dazzled yeah. by these as children. Thirteen years of reading comics now. Yeah, but not, yeah. not just the kid. But come on, no, but you know what? But you weren't credit? a kid. You were an adult. I'm the tween. Robert. You're no. no, you're you know. No, but your to dad add, was taking to strip clubs and. Uh, but to add to his when you though, were three. To add to his, though, yes, I think that Thanks, Astonishing <laughs> has been the best X-Men collection mm-hmm. since the glory days, I think. Mm-hmm. so. Yeah, so definitely that. And, and I think it stands as a set of more mature stories than, than what Claremont was writing. Yeah, and it's fun, well-drawn, it was great. I liked it. Or Byrne was writing. Yeah. No, yeah, Claremont was Claremont the writer. Writing, yeah. Claremont was the writer. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, All right, is it my you? turn? Well, I have a publication I just got for Christmas uh, that I, I just have to recommend. Is it? it, it is the DC Vault. 
Have you seen that book? I did. Yeah, so my brother-in-law gave it to me for Christmas, and it is a great book for fans. Okay. Uh, history of DC Comics, which actually is kind of the history of comics because they were the first. That company was the first to publish a comic. A lot of like ar- artifact reproductions. Artifact yeah. reproduction, amazing. So you both have a great text piece of the history and all the way through, and what the company's done, what innovations they've made, is what that they the reacted giant to. Thing that's like yeah, this big? with the Alex. I think Ross my cover. nephew got that for Christmas. And it's and, and, steal it. And, and, the, re- and the reproductions are just fun. I mean, they're not they're not for everybody, but it's like they've reproduced this penciled cover of Hawkman by Joe Kubert, and it looks like you've got the original pencil drawing. It clearly cannot be that. <laughs> but it looks like it. It yeah. looks like it is, and it's in these nice little envelopes. There's like, there's like a reproduction of, they go, like, and things where they admit like, we don't know. Like, there's this photo of the DC staff from like 1946, and they go, um, well, we asked like Jerry Robinson, and here's who he could remember. And, and you know, and there's a lighter for, with Johnny DC from like the 50s, and they go, "We have no idea why this was made." But you know, it's just kind of this, this museum piece where the kids go, love lighters. Where people the, smoke, but, but it's then. not for kids. But you know, it was clearly for retailers or you know, for <laughs> for bookstores, or whatever was carrying them. But you know, there's that they've gone through, and they go, you know, nobody kept records, so we're trying to to re, uh, recreate this and and restructure the history. We don't know. And so it's really kind of cool, just these little you know Christmas cards, like a, a Wonder Woman Valentine's Day card from like 1947. They're like, we have this one. We don't know was there a set, you know, yeah. but it's clearly drawn the old way. Probably the best analysis of how frustrated DC was about Wonder Woman and all the bondage issues, which I've never read before. I've known that there was bondage in the first, but how how the DC editors were going uh, trying to k- get the guy who in- created her, uh, Charles Moulton, the I was in bondage to stop giving interviews in which he <laughs> talked about people wanting to be, you know, in in bondage. So it, it's it's a great book. It's just fun. Uh, single issue, you know. I don't know. I read so much. I can't. I kind of. I, I like the fables. Uh, Seventy five. I would say probably my most disturbing issue that I kind of enjoyed, though the series just couldn't live up to that promise, was the House of Mystery number one. Yeah. What about w- Kick Ass number one? Number one. Number uh, no, one? I was not all that impressed. No, right. no, no, I was not. But, <laughs> no. uh, right, House of Mystery. House of Mystery. Well, it was just – It, was it a, looked it's like a, it was setting up some really interesting stuff. And an interesting structure to it because yeah. you could have both an ongoing storyline. So you have a horror book and an ongoing storyline and individual little stories within like in the tradition of the old Yeah, I love the, the old books. House of Mystery. Hmm. And, and so it was But they like, only do like – one page of introduction and one page of outro and everything else would be all the different stories. And the idea was Matthew Sturgis was going to write the ongoing plotline and Bill Willingham was supposed to, you know, so the Fables team basically, mm-hmm. or the Jack Fables team, they were going to split the duties and Bill Willingham was going to just write these little one-off stories, which by the second, I think by the third issue he had stopped writing the one-off stories and so it didn't quite have that. And the, But the first story was so disturbing and disgusting and yeah. it was like, yeah, that's kind of creepy. All right, maybe I'm going to be really <laughs> creeped out by this book. Excellent. Is that and the one with the girl with no back of her head? Yes, yeah. yes, it is. I, yeah. 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 So, you know. Couldn't figure out why she couldn't get full. Yes, yes, because she had no back. Sure. It was just disgusting. Mm-hmm. And she was raped by a bug. Oh, it was just like, you know, that's why. Nobody likes that. Nobody. No, Insect no. rape. No, it, you know, it was, it, was disturbing. it was the right tone for what that book was saying it was going to be. Sure. And then. I also want to acknowledge a, a loss that um, Blue Beetle is apparently on the cancellation block, and I think 
that that's really a it was a fun book and a, and a surprisingly good rethinking of the concept, different from the other concepts. That's that exactly how you knew it would be canceled, my friend. Yeah, because it was different. <laughs> it was yeah. different. It was, and it was good. well done. People liked it. Yeah. Character was catching on. It was on the brave and the bold. Because that was the best uh, <clears throat> test kid. market with kids. Yeah. You know what? The character will probably stay alive. I mean, they'll 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 bring him back in they'll an annual or in a special or on team. You know what I mean? Get yeah. him on well, a he's team. On the, he's on the Teen Titans, but I'm not reading that anymore. That yeah, book but is get him in me. Justice League. You know, do like a Grant Morrison thing to him. You know, and Yeep. you know, he'll appear in a few crossovers. Yeah, get his own book. That character there. will be around for a while. Good. Don't don't well, fret. But I like it because it's also don't worry your Chuck pretty Dixon little head. Will do 18 issues. It's fine. <sighs> no, uh, Chuck Dixon will never work for DC again. He's already said that. Uh, awesome. So anyway, what, they all what, say that eventually, and, I know. and they'll come back. All right, I have three. Well, actually, I have four. We'll okay. go real fast. Go. Uh, favorite title this year, and granted, I didn't read that many, but favorite title I think had to be this is the one you could pronounce. No, the one that surprised Walking. me, the one that actually kind of made me like comics again, was surprisingly the Avengers Initiative because okay. yeah, fair. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was probably one of the better titles through this whole Secret Invasion thing. That made me kind of reappreciate superheroes. And I'm the not genre. even going to say one of the better titles. That was probably the best title out of the Secret Invasion. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. So I think overall this year I had dare, I, dare. I found the, that the most satisfying, best single issue, one that gripped me and and touched me and moved me. Was Rick's Christmas present? Hot no, uh, actually, <laughs> Walking Dead. It was Walking Dead, and I think I think I went to look, and it's not on the shelf. It's the only one they don't have. Is uh, 51. I think it's Walking Dead 51. It was a very moving, touching, probably like the best single issue I've read this year or maybe in Slow few years. moving, are you, touching. Are, are, yeah. are, are you that caught up, Rick? No, I'm not. Okay, sorry. okay I, so I, I can't spoil it. But I am, it. but I do know. So I, I, I would read that was a very good book. The one with very the telephone? Yes. Yeah, that one made me just go like, man, that when I thought this, this title could not get any better. Okay, I'll get caught up. That issue just made me stop and go, damn it, that was yeah. awesome. Yeah, uh, uh, And then okay, I, the third one I have is for biggest disappointment. I know you guys didn't do that, but uh, I'd uh, have to it's say. It's funny, we called your mom about that too. Kick ass. <laughs> definitely, um, definitely in the top three biggest disappointments. Because, <laughs> you know, we were all kind of talking about it. Everybody was getting all excited. Then they started talking movie. And as it's just gone through, and I, and I know there's a lot of listeners out there that are going to be all, oh, well, you know, Kick-Ass is great. I don't know what you're talking about. But, you know, I think it just didn't live up to its potential. You know, First or, issue, good. Second issue, not good. Well, yeah, it, just, it didn't live up to its own promise, like you were saying with mm-hmm. Fables, you know, lived up to its promise. It set us up one way and then took us another way, and I didn't really care Well, and, and even the thing with the film adaptation, the thing right now is, is that apparently – then I'm going to take this rumor as true because it seems like it's very clear once you got to the third or fourth issue, which I think I read through three, the that the lead character isn't even Kick-Ass, right, right, and it's really more about the the character that that the little girl Nicholas Cage is going to play the big daddy, oh, yeah, superhero called Big Daddy, and you know while <laughs> it's an intrigue, it was an intriguing premise as it is. In fact, the, I just I just saw a link to a. Uh, a London Daily Mail article, I think, about the reels here in America, how yeah. this is a growing thing. And that was in Rolling Stone. Did you read that article? No, I didn't read that. Oh, my the, God. The, 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 Master the, legend, if you're out there, you rock. And there's the black, yeah, like Salt Lake City has the Black Monday Society. They're actually, now they're teaming up. There's an act, there are leagues, and there's a world registry, worldwide registry of reels. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it is like this growing social movement and the Black Mondays apparently are like we need an article on Fanboy Planet with links to all this stuff. Or we need our own chapter. 
<laughs> Let's or do both. it now. What do we call I call it? team leader. <laughs> okay, fine. Nothing will happen. <laughs> fine. <laughs> but you'll keep us in meds. Uh, so he can make his own cold if cream. If I see a disaster, well. I'm calling you. <laughs> That's a secret show identity. Up. Cold cream. Cold cream. <laughs> But yeah, Master Legend was like, is in Florida or something? Yeah. 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 So I've been reading all this stuff about this. And so Kick-Ass, it could be a great timely book if it wasn't written by a Scottish hooligan who's so eager to just go, yeah, it's so cool, blah, 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 when it's like there's this growing movement of people. And it could have been done in a real kind yeah. of way. And that Scottish hooligan has delivered many times. <coughs> he has, to be fair. Let's but you're not right, just though. call him a Scottish hooligan. Let's call him a But you know what, though? You make a good point, though, that comments. there is this growing subculture that they could have done a book, a realistic book on, Indeed. and instead he just turned it into a, uh, you know, a typical another, comic. It was another fanboy masturbatory fantasy, yes. All right, so my it. last one then is for the best comic-related item. <laughs> I know and, something, uh, too. I don't know. Uh, no. So I have here in my little bag. Uh-oh. Okay. Just He's as got an, props, just as He's got example. a dime, Elon's dime bag. Here we so, go. So this year I really, you know, I'm the toy expert here on the show, and I really, you know, this year fell in love again with... With the it's uh, chocolate flavored. Well, I, I recently <laughs> came into the whole GI Joe 25th anniversary thing, but I st- You know, that's not my pick this year. I'm gonna wait till you guys. Poor you choice know, right? of words. Okay, he's gonna wait until things calm down so he can right. talk. Wow, I know. You know, no, I meant not. Just, for, he just doesn't take it, does he? <laughs> no, no, I don't mean that. I just, you know, the the dildo thing. I wanted to wait till that settled down. Okay, what? <laughs> We were we were hoping he what wouldn't you, pick what that are you up talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, show us uh, what's in the bag. So basically, just I, first this first item Keeps isn't the item. It and then taking his hand out again. <laughs> well, because I'm ready to do. I want to display it. Anyway, oh, for okay. God's sake, the suspense is killing me. Okay, so the first item Hold is the bottom of the bag. The last year, DC started making six-inch figures to compete with the Marvel Legends line, and so this is this is a scale. This is the version of uh, Green Lantern that they put out. It's super poseable, Ooh. very well detailed. Very, I believe the kids call that points of articulation. Right, so it's very articulated. Several points So anyways, of my favorite item that, that came out, they released this year. He makes a Gil Kane pose. It was awesome. an actual yeah. build-a-figure that took me a while to get all the figures to create, but my favorite oh. figure is the Solomon Grundy. Born on Monday. Very yes. nice. And it's fantastic. Good scale, too. He yeah. towers above Greenland. So the scale compared to the normal figure and then the Build-A-Figure, I think, is pretty Which is good darn. timing because he's got a, his own miniseries coming out. Scott Collins, who Scott Collins, Scott Collins oh, really? is drawing, a, a, I think, writing, too, a Solomon Grundy eight-issue miniseries. But I just it was one of my favorite purchases this year because a that's a good payoff. Man. That, that is a great awesome. Grundy. You had to find all five of the figures to get all the pieces, and it took me forever. But what is I was it able with, to when they, these build a figures? Oh, there's something wrong with the left leg. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> yeah. You can't. Well, it's Lon put can, it together. I guess come on, so. you can move it around. I mean, well, the build of figures aren't as poseable because they, you know, you all you have to just stick all the pieces. Oh, I see. No, 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 no. It has a hip articulation right, okay. as well as a pivot. Right. And it's not like this. No, if you oh, push okay. it in, it doesn't have that weird gap around his crotch. That's right. But <laughs> but Solomon Grundy does actually have that because he's a rotting corpse. <laughs> yeah, he's, but um, you know, and, and on that, I just wanted to point out at the end of the year. Uh, the DC, that the Mattel shrunk the DC figure size as well and raised the price in the wake of the petroleum crisis. Right. But Target continued the Justice League Unlimited figures. Right. And uh, those are still at the same price that they were. And, and so if you were a fan of those animated uh, Tim Verse kind of characters, 
they're alive and well at Target, and they're mm-hmm. still coming out. And, and they're making all the different variations. You know, so you yeah. can complete your whole DC universe. Target is like the fanboy's dream yeah. of the store right now, Every which time is I kind of surprising. By, I go, what that? Good I, characters. I yeah. wish I had a yeah. place to put it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm not buying things for myself, but I'm just what like are you doing to Green Lantern. Oh Lord, I'm articulating. Mm. <laughs> hmm. Where there's a will. <laughs> Oh, his, Lordy. His, he- his head is uh, too far forward. Like, yeah, he can't push his neck back at all. Well, he's developing a dowager's hump. <laughs> well, actually, I will explain that. The uh, if you look at his, his uh, body sculpt, notice how he's got a little hole in his back? Yes. yes. I'm guessing that they took the same body from a Superman character. Looks more like plastic, man. Because they had to stick the cape in the little hole. Ah, yeah, and yeah. And so yeah. that's why his neck's sticking out because they... They'd have a place where the cape the would cape cover The cape would go up. around yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why his head looks a little weird, but... <laughs> but his head looks like it's mounted on something on top of his neck. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, do you don't recall that where he's beheaded a couple of issues back and they had to, you know, it's a will... No, I don't know. The but ring makes your neck longer. This is great radio right here as we all talk about mm, playing with an action that, figure. And, and, and you're playing with him. That's the great thing. It's no we, worse than Howard Stern. We all want to manhandle the Solomon Grundy figure. I, I don't know. So anyway, so that's what, those were my favorites of good the picks, year. Good picks. Good picks. Good picks, good picks, good picks. For, for toys. Absolutely. Way and to deliver. Mm, hey, speaking of deliver. Yes. I hear you saw The Wrestler, sir. Oh, are Let's we go going there yet? Let's go to, we are there. Why not? Can we talk the spirit, though, real fast before we go to The Wrestler? <laughs> we talked last <laughs> week. I did you, hear that. But if you would like to. Has uh, anybody else here seen it? Have you seen it? I did see it. What, what did you think? think? Uh, I don't think it was as bad as everyone says it was. I said it wasn't as bad as everyone said it was. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Um, I thought it was basically Frank Miller does Dick Tracy. I said it was Frank Miller does the spirit. Well, yeah. I mean, that's because essentially what you, it is. Because you've never read the spirit, right? No. Right. But so, I, yeah. I just thought that that's why people were getting all mad at it was because they just didn't quite grasp the the concept. The Anyways. Ir- the irony was that Miller was so protective of his own material such that there was it was frame by frame dialogue right out of the books you know everything was exactly right but he took liberties with eisner's stuff well see that's the thing i think he was trying to be like you said frank miller's the spirit yeah. so that he could bring the spirit to a new audience but having not known anything about the spirit i was just kind of like eh, it's interesting i think know? the 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 main problem and i'm I again, thought it was fun i'm a little disappointed i think the main problem that that the studios have these days is they don't trust the original material. They think they have to put their own flavor in it for it to be but relevant you, or interesting. But do you and think the original spirit could sell in this market? And yes. I don't think anybody gave. Yeah, actually, I Def- would say definitely. why. Because I think, I, I think really that the audience approved with Iron Man, with Dark Knight. Yeah, but Iron Man's a contemporary. You could tell it a contemporary story. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But spirit, but, but, but spirit's I mean, just, timeless. It really. But is. when it goes to, when it gets down to what people want to see, it's like why I'm hoping a Captain America movie is a '40s movie. I don't want to want to see this period piece, uh, black and white. But it's a '40s movie Maybe. with the promise of a future. You know what I'm right. saying? But the spirit and the spirit can be updated because DC has done it. It's basically it is an updated concept now. Um, but I think that audiences want. Look who we just elected president. We want change. We want the sense of, of – Oh, I thought you meant it a black spirit. We want change. We want inspiration. We And we want to, we want to be able to laugh, but we but we want to – you know, I think audiences want something that's We had a black firestorm. I mean what's wrong with that? I think audiences just don't – just are hungry for things that aren't cynical. You, yeah, the spirit was cynical. I think we're no, no, that's the point. 
Oh. No, but I mean, the Frank Miller's a spirit? Was I, I don't know. I didn't um, see it. But I think if Frank Miller did it, it's cynical. I thought it was fun. It was, it was, it was fun. It was, it was more erratic and, and not cohesive. Yeah, I agree. And there, there were some parts of it, like the little the clone guys were right out of something Will Eisner would have done. That, that's what but, I figured. But not as, I mean, the stuff with the kabuki, the Japanese dress and the, well, that was the Nazi weird. dress. The Nazi stuff really kind of was bo- just, I wasn't was sure if I should be bothered by that. or like, why, why is it Miller always puts Nazi references in all his comics? I don't know. Is, is he a secret Nazi, or is that... He just has an unrequited love for Sybil Danning. I don't understand that reference. It's okay. The old man does. Anyway, so yeah, I saw The Wrestler, and uh, <laughs> Mickey Rourke is dazzling. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. I've seen still pictures of him, and he's just like... Here's the thing. All my friends loved it. But I th- you did not. I thought it was good. Actually, I think it it, it works... It's a half and half. It's a half and half. There's half of the movie. Here's why I think everybody's going crazy about it. Maybe you should tell a little bit about the premise. Well, I'll just say this one. If if you're not a wrestling fan, right, somebody who thinks okay. like, oh, wrestling's stupid, it's fake or whatever, if you're one of those people, that's why I think all those people are raving about this movie because it shows the inside world of professional wrestling. Which the Smarks already know. Exactly. And basically I was trying to explain this to a friend. It's essentially a movie version of Beyond the Mat. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Or a fictional version <laughs> of Beyond the Mat. Right. Since and if you've Beyond ever that was a movie. Right. If you've ever mm-hmm. seen Beyond the Mat, mm-hmm. well that's what I meant. Yeah, fictional version. That is in, in fact how I got involved in wrestling in the first place, I think. And why Mick Foley is his favorite wrestler. Yeah. Well, there you go. Cuz I mean, essentially if you know anything about He's also smart. Is that what they call them? Smarks? Smart smarks, marks. Smart right? mark, yeah. Um and so from that aspect, I really enjoyed because it captures a lot of the things that us smarks would appreciate or know. And you sit there and go, oh, that's cool. That's a really way to do it. The other half of the movie, which I don't know if – basically, like Rick said, the story is – it's a story of a, basically a, a pro wrestler, a former, let's say, star, basically on, on his way down. Jake the Snake. Kind of. Yeah, like, like Beyond the Map. So the guy was pretty big, and then you know now he's kind of making his money in the indie circuits, doing little house shows here and there, you know, scraping by, working, you know, working in a grocery store to make ends meet, you know, and so, so my only big problem with it was the side that's not dealing with wrestling. You, you've seen a million times, you know what I mean? It's like basically take any uh, washed up. Uh, sports story, washed up sports star story. Mm-hmm. Plug that in, and you have the second ha- part of the wrestler. You know what I mean? Like, the, and, and like I said, I don't want to give any spoilers or anything, but it's just basically you watch it and go, you know, there's no part in it where you go, oh, I wonder if he's going to redeem himself this way, or <laughs> I wonder if you know she's going to go this way. You know what I mean? So there's just all these things in it where you go, okay, I've seen this side of the story. Now, granted, it's acted well. Mickey Rourke is really good. Marissa Tomei is naked 90% of her screen time. I got to go get tickets. Yeah. And uh, it's not open here yet. Don't worry. They're, they're not in advance. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Everybody's talking about how good an actor he is in this. And I'm sitting there going, well, he is a boxer. He's acting like a broken down boxer, you know. And I almost want to say, like, I thought Mickey Rourke did more acting in Sin City. You know what I mean? His Marv act- was incredible. He actually had to I'm create a Marv. You know what <laughs> I mean? So, like, the fact that everybody's like, oh, Mickey Rourke is back in this one, I'm like, Dude, I thought he was awesome in Sin City. I'll tell so, you, but I'll tell yeah. you why. Because before that, Sin City was a genre film. Before The Dark Knight, from now on, a comic book movie comes out, it's going to stop being so ghettoized no. because of The Dark Knight. No, until 
Heath Ledger wins an Oscar. It's a genre. That's what it's going to take? Yes. That's what it's going to take? That's what it's going to take. Crap. Mm. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. That's what the prophecy says. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm sorry. I, I forgot to – I don't know how I didn't see that hand writing on the wall behind you. But uh, – and, and I think that's why, is that most mainstream people would not have seen Sin City or its comic movie and certainly didn't recognize that it was that it was Mickey Rourke under that makeup, although right. Mickey Rourke doesn't look like Mickey Rourke anymore. Dude, Mickey Rourke. In this movie, <laughs> he's got these giant collagen lips. That's not in this movie. That's in Mickey <laughs> that's Rourke. Not, okay, well, I'm just that's saying. That's why he was a bad boxer. He had to have plastic surgery to reconstruct his face All after right. the tremendous beatings he God, took. God, he looks like crap. And then, granted, it works in this movie. Because, oh, you must have been taking a beating his whole life. But you just sit there and like, dude, why the collagen lips, man? Really, uh, That's dude? a Hollywood thing. He's got, he's got sensuality issues. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> really, he's, he's a messed up guy. And it's okay. I, you know, he's talented and I wish for it. But he was on Letterman the other evening and I just like – he was wearing he had like a hat and the big glasses and stuff. And I just go – He's bizarre. I don't know. I've ever seen this guy. He, he, he believes he's on hype I think too. So. But he's been that way all along. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know uh, – He's doing it Rourke's way. Okay? Don't judge him. Well, so, man, but I'm so, eager to see the film and I would agree with you that the things are pro- – But in a related story, story though, I've heard that he doesn't want to do Sin City 2. No, I've heard because that Because now he's all the rest- – he, he's thinking the wrestler has shot – is a shot back into so mainstream he's, so he's movies. making the same mistakes. Right, exactly. Oh. So someday somebody's going to get very famous playing Mickey Rourke in the Mickey Rourke story. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be his comeback and story. It'll be, it'll be an yeah. amazing tragedy. It will be right. an amazing tragedy. But I mean, your criticism about the plot about being kind of wrote is the reality, too, why this, these kinds of things get attention. I think that's the kind of movie that people will go see. People like the familiarity. Right, and that's the thing, though. To me, though, it's like... There is a real story out there of these wrestlers that are dying in the – and when I say dying, like let's say living and dying in these indie circuits that I thought could have been told a little better. But he basically just gave us, you know, Rocky or, you know – I mean it was like – Million you know, dollar baby. Y- really Rocky sense. five, Right. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. You know what I mean? It was just kind of one of those things where it's like really the stripper with the heart of gold and really the – the estranged I daughter. Am, I am really so for that the, story. Okay. No. Is the stripper? With the you have to see it. So, I, I do but I'm just saying that's my. It's critique. a date. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's my critique. But like overall, it's a good movie. It's a good cool. film. But I just feel like I've seen it a million times. Now, so a movie like, I haven't seen that I really want to see that thanks to 20th Century Fox we might not see. Watchmen. I've heard yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah. So the judge on Christmas Eve, the judge. Uh, if we can go back over the history of it, uh, that, of course, uh, Warner Brothers is, uh, for those just tuning in, Warner Brothers has this adaptation of the classic Alan Moore, Dave Gibbons graphic novel, Watchmen coming out, uh, scheduled for, I think, March 3rd. And almost a year ago, because I've been looking over our podcast uh, itineraries, almost a year ago, Fox, 20th Century Fox, filed suit against... Uh, against Warner Brothers saying they had the rights to make Watchmen and Warner Brothers did not observe those rights. And on Christmas Eve, the judge in the case finally said, yes, Fox has a case. They're right. He wouldn't throw it out. And uh, so uh, it's been all over the fanboy press that basically Fox is seeking to stop the release of of Watchmen. And Fox, you're dead to me. I, can I counterpoint just for the sake of counterpoint? You may be counterpointing the same counterpoint I'd have, but go ahead. You're probably right. But um, 
So I, <laughs> I like when you agree with me without <laughs> hearing me. Well, because nice. I think I know, but basic because you basically just said it. But um, like the thing that was posted on any cool news, or, or they linked to it about the the cracked article. Right, right, right. Yeah, that Fox can really eat a, eat a bunch of male organs. Pew! Yes, right. Um, but basically, eat a bunch of payo. I understand. We have a title. I, I understand how everybody's <laughs> all upset about you know whatever because they want to see this movie. But where was the legal team from Warner before this thing even got off the ground? You well, would that's think. The well, and that's my. Right. Ca- and this is. But my- everybody's on Fox. I'm but, with you on this counterpoint. I but checked, I mean, like Warner should have. I checked with someone. How come nobody's mad at Warner? Okay, because they made The Dark Knight. Yeah. Oh well. Okay. Because uh, they made because wa- they made Watchmen. Fox and, is brainwashing America. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it wasn't for Fox News, probably a lot of fanboys would yeah. be okay with We'd it. We'd be a little more sympathetic, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Or if they hadn't released uh, X Men Three. Uh, <laughs> so, um, the thing is that apparently Fox did contact them at the beginning, sent a letter saying, uh, not a cease and desist, but but uh, alerting. Warner Brothers to this a legal heads up a legal heads up that that uh, before you proceed you we have these rights and we should be discussing this uh, Warner ignored it the judge in the case apparently has has also judged a case uh, Warner Brothers on copyright infringement before which is I believe the film is called Moonshine Express uh, it was made in the mid '70s, a really low budget uh, film about two good old boys just not hurting no one, and they never make, doing no harm, never doing no harm. And they make like a special weed that can you, you can only get in one place, and then they have to witness a murder, and then they have to run around or something. Uh, like that? No, but they have a car. You know, oh, okay. basically the, the the Dukes of Hazard television series was. Based I thought it was a mix of Dukes of Hazard and Pineapple Express. Uh, but, no, no, okay. no, but uh, but. Uh, the Dukes, when they made the Dukes of Hazard movie, they did not pay off or acknowledge that it, that their plot and the, their premise had come from this film. <clears throat> and uh, so the judge has already had a history of dealing with Warner Brothers, in which Warner Brothers ignores. They couldn't legal get a different injunctions. judge. Way to go, Warner! Uh, well, which if that's if that's the case, then yeah, way to go, Warner! How arrogant are they? Yeah, I'm tired of these renegade. Ju- what do they call these? These these. Activist, activist, judges. activist judges that just take the law into their own hands. Oh, Lon Lopez just turned into Republican right before our mm-hmm. very eyes. Uh, so, so I don't know. I mean, I agree. I, I don't. I want to see Watchmen. I want to see Zach, Zach Snyder's. No, it's Zach Efron. Oh no, it's not. I don't want to see his Watchmen. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Manhattan's song and dance routine. Those would be fabulous. <laughs> I'm gonna kill the these Viet Cong. <laughs> uh, so, yikes. <laughs> Why did Dr. Manhattan sound so much like Ethel Merman? <laughs> there's no okay. business like Big, blue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we, Naked. <laughs> <laughs> Ethel Merman? Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> so while I want to see that, that Watchmen, and I think it's ridiculous that it's gone on this far, it, it does feel like it's just a game of chicken between these two studios. Yeah. And they just want the money. They want the money, and the way, and, and the easy way to get the money. Thing. Give me the thing. I let let settle it by doing what it was rumored was their motivation in the first place. Give them the rights to release the Batman TV series on. That hasn't on come DVD. up in anything I've read, though. I think no, I know it hasn't. I know it hasn't. That's what I'm saying. That's a total behind the scenes. That's a rumor. <coughs> but let them have it. Let that be the resolution. Give them something they want in exchange for Watchmen getting released. That way we both, we all, we all win. We all win. <laughs> Consumers. And everybody money. gets. That'll both, save the economy. Absolutely. And both studios get 
a buttload of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, or even just the right to put Batman back in syndication, put it on TV land or something. But I mean, for as mad as people are at Fox, you cannot blame them. If if somebody stole anything you created and started making a big you know movie out of it, how would you? Well, I mean, wait, 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 now I would argue with that. Don't say. Okay, Fox not created. Did, You're Fox sorry. didn't create anything. Fox but they, just made uh, a owned. deal they 20 years No, but ago. I was yes. making the example. If you create something yes. and then somebody else goes and makes it and then makes money off of it, you, you're yeah. entitled. You know, So they didn't create the property, but they had the rights. And so, Except yeah. for music, which should be free and available on the internet. Thank you. I agree. <laughs> All right, sure. Okay, whatever. Thanks for that. Opinions of some of the speakers <laughs> on this podcast. quiet moral compass. <laughs> but I do. We'll I want to see you, Brett Schneider. <laughs> do you think it's going to delay, or do you think they'll they'll I, have something wrapped up by March six? They'll wrap. It's going to trial next week. Okay. Uh, so because uh, I, I want to see Watchmen. No. Rick, please note now so that we can review next year how wrong Derek was about his Watchmen prediction. <laughs> okay, so duly noted. Here is why my prediction is, though. There's we'll do it just, in a wrap-up of last it year's will events cost, next year. It, right. you, you can't just shelve the film. It will cost too much to go. They've done such an incredibly – in fact, they just posted apparently on MySpace a Fox-owned website, uh, a behind-the-scenes video on the Watchmen page that everybody's mm-hmm. going nuts over. So I think you can't. They've done such a great job of publicizing in positive can't ways. Can't stop the, film. the Watchmen. You can't. You can't stop the Watchmen. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. This is the all singing, all dancing. I know. Show. This is like the strange. Two thousand nine is going to start off being Broadway bound. Uh, so, <laughs> so I don't know. It's been, it had a lot of a lot of controversy this week, and I don't know. Okay, a year from now, tell me how I, if I call this I one right. I know you will. We will. I know. It'll go in the time capsule. Mm-hmm. We have a time capsule. We do. Billy Crudup for best actor. No, no. <laughs> he's, he's going to be a supporting actor at best. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, it all depends on if Heath Ledger wins the Oscar. Indeed. Indeed. The prophecy will come true. <laughs> the speaker has a woke. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How about television stuff? We got How about nothing. It. What? I there hasn't been any TV on. No, but you've got a DVD coming out. Hulk, we don't, we don't have it. Marvel does. Marvel has uh, Hulk versus. Oh, that's DVD. Yeah, it's DVD. Hulk versus. I count that as TV. Okay, okay. let's talk, let's talk about the Doctor Who Christmas special first. Then. Okay, let's talk. Moral about that. compass. Yes, I was watching through someone's window, <laughs> <laughs> and yet. You were able to tell what was going on. Okay, the yes. was open. I loved it. Loved it much better than last year's, uh, the Titanic one. I, thought, I'm going, I thought it had a heart. My response to somebody else was, I'm going to miss David Tennant in 2010. Mm-hmm. I'm not going <laughs> to mourn this loss until then. Thank mm-hmm. you. Because yeah. I really loved the Christmas special. I did as well. A great updating or, or reimagining of, of a classic villain. A nice way to keep the, the, the reveals on it were nice and slow and mm-hmm. what's going on. You really, If you didn't pay attention to the beginning, you wouldn't have known that wasn't necessarily a sonic screwdriver. Yeah, that was cleverly yeah. shot. I didn't, yeah. I didn't realize that. I watched the first – show my daughter. Are you spoiling this The thing? first 15 minutes. No, because the two, first two minutes have been online for a long okay. time. Yeah. That whole thing with the next doctor and the, and okay. the David what, Morrissey what, character. What? Was an enjoyable, uh, was an enjoyable character. I, you know, it's like, yeah. I've so never was his companion too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've never, I haven't seen that. Was a Blackpool that he was on with David Tennant, and I hadn't seen it. and nobody saw Basic Instinct too. So uh, no, 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 not even Michael. Uh, so 
uh, you know, it, it, I thought it was a cool for me a new actor to go. Oh, he's kind of interesting. I like that. And, and a nice nod to all the doctors that have been. Yeah, yeah I like on, that. Yeah, that was yeah. a nice little bit without really getting bogged down in it. And uh, and a little bit more about the current doctor and his state of affairs with companions and not. Yeah, whether he wants them or not, and well, I think yeah. we still have three more specials with him before yeah. he gets replaced. So. Uh, you know, looking forward to which. By the way, over this vacation, I watched Neverwhere finally, and so yep. checking out to see if that rumored replacement uh, was what was, you think of was that cool. Guy? I agree with you, Patterson Joseph. He'd uh, be awesome. The Marquis mm-hmm. de Carabas, Carabas yeah. is uh, like a cool, cool character. I think you could lift that personality straight right out, out and, and plug it into Doctor Who hairstyle, and, and everything. that would be a. Gr- I don't, I don't know if I go that far, <laughs> but that would be a great Doctor. Yeah. Cool. As opposed to his American uh, <coughs> sneaky businessman in Jekyll, mm. but um, but that shows just he's actually a pretty good actor. He's, yeah. he's reaching for a lot of different characterizations. So I, I'll have to look at that. That's yeah. cool. It's cool. So enjoyed that. Uh, I also spent a lot of time catching up because of the Legion of Superheroes episode coming on Smallville. I spent the last week catching up on Smallville, and I'm going to have to say that I'm enjoying this season more than any other. More than any other. Any other season of Smallville. Aren't you a little tired of that one outdoor set they have? The farm? No, the the, 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 the city street. Oh, yes. Well, it, was, it certainly does not same. resemble any bustling metropolis no. I know. No. But it does look like a Vancouver backlot. <laughs> it does. Uh, <laughs> but, I, and I also, I but I would believe that the, the Daily Planet's offices are just two stories above that <laughs> yeah. just right there because he's just come down one set of stairs and he's on that street he's always uh, and then they keep lois lane in the basement I, yeah. it's always <laughs> there are things there but what i what i think about it is like it's fun is the new producers are making the best of a bad lot and they're trying to put things on track yeah in in, in ways you know it's like okay this is what they've inherited this is the situation now what can we do to make fans happier like the maxima episode Actually, yeah. Although it becomes very creepy live action, that's pretty much Maxima. Yeah, it was right. And uh, though younger than I ever imagined her being in the comics, but you got to you know, do that. If she's going to go after Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and 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 I haven't finished. I haven't watched the actual like the last episode they broadcast yet. Uh, Bride, which would have. Uh, Doomsday in it supposedly, but I've seen a picture of Doomsday, I didn't see that one and and it's like Doomsday looks right, and the Legion looks like okay within the rules of Smallville, they're yeah. still recognized to be the Legion. And I want one of those coats. And I, I know, and they're trying to make the con- the continuity come a little closer somehow, and to and to make it seem like actually their explanation for Doomsday makes a hell of a lot more sense to me than the comic book the only version. Thing that doesn't did. make sense is how that world is contracted. How can you live in Smallville and commute to I, which I've covered is that, that that yes that how it, like, it became a train? suburb it became a suburb there's there I it's watched a burrow. I watched an episode where Lois made a date with somebody went back to the farmhouse to, <laughs> to or went to back to the Talon to change and Jimmy and Chloe are living in the, above the Talon as well so he went back to the Talon to change for the date the guy picked her up at her place. And they went back to Metropolis for the date, and then we're going back to Smallville. And then they admitted in a in the next episode, they said Smallville is two hours away from Metropolis, which is closer than it used to be. <laughs> and so it is kind of like, but but man, if if this is the last year of Smallville, and they and they get Justin Hartley to a Green Arrow series, I would watch that. Hmm. I would. I'm saying here and now, if I haven't said it before, completely not gay. 
have a man crush on Justin Hartley's Green Arrow. It is awesome. It's an awesome character. It's Oliver Queen is awesome. They did Oliver Queen, the Green Arrow origin. And it's like, wait a minute, this is right. Yeah, they did. I was watching going, what are they going to, they're going to screw it up somehow. They're going to screw it up. (laughs) No, they told the origin right. (laughs) It was like, what the heck? And like I say, and Doomsday, oh, that makes so much more sense than what they were crabbling together from, you know, when Doomsday was first introduced to make all these weird tie-ins and explain. So it really looks like Doomsday? Uh, I've seen a picture that does look like it's just like the arm. Is it CG or? I don't know yet. I don't. Hmm. I have to say, though, I am not a fan of the Luther replacement. No. The woman. Who missed Tess Mocker? Yeah. Tess Mercer? Yeah. Tess Mocker? Tess Mocker. Uh, right. <laughs> you know, but and no. I, and I do miss Luther. But I think that, well, I think it would be, it's like he bailed out at the wrong time. Yeah. Uh, if you'd stayed on for this last one, we'd probably have Because now we can all blame him. No. Oh, no, no. But I mean, if he were if he were back in, and apparently he's going to come back in this season. He has agreed to appear in one oh, or okay. two episodes. And it'd be just like, I, now it's a worthy show. Although I'm tired of, of the self-righteousness of... Clark Kent, I really just want him to put on the damn cape, <laughs> learn to fly. Yeah. But, you know, those are the things. I think that's more Tom Welling's being stubborn than uh, than anything the producers want to do. I think the producers do want to move it into being the next step, logical step for the show. Yeah. And I, the criticism I've read is that it's turning into like Lois and Clark. And I turned to my wife the other night and said, that's the criticism. And she said, but she said and it's she said, Lois and Clark I know, on the show. I know. But, she, but we both agreed. It's so much better than Lois Clark ever <laughs> <Yeah>. was. <Yeah. laughs> so this season, if you've given up on Sm- on Smallville, I did. Come back, no. come back for the Legion of <laughs> Superheroes episode. No. No. Just watch the Legion of Superheroes episode. Just watch the all right. Watch the Legion of Superheroes episode. Um, and my God, Lois as Fiera Fiora Alhul was just awesome. So I, I I'm, I'm re in love with Smallville. There you go. So nice. Or at least I like seeing it. Um, and I did get a glimpse at a show that NBC is going to put on, I think, in the spring. Merlin, yeah, which is the BBC, which is sort of yeah. uh, the British answer to Smallville. Teen Merlin has to hide his abilities when he goes into a Camelot in which sorcery has been banished. And uh, Anthony Stewart Head, just Tony Head here. Sure. Because uh, he's in England. They can just say Tony Head without everybody giggling. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tony Head is Uther Pendragon. Arthur's father, who has banned all sorcery, and so Merlin has to secretly hide his hide his talents while helping Arthur along the way as Arthur's servant. So it's a definite big reimagining. But John Hurt is also a dragon, voices a dragon, and oh. narrates the show. Hmm. Yeah, it, it, I wasn't as impressed as I thought it was going to be. What channel? Uh, NBC will be NBC's doing, it. doing it, but it's a BBC Prime show. Time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Thirteen. They're not going to Americanize it. It is a BBC show. They're just buying it and putting it on NBC. Great job, NBC. Thank you. So I'm sure there'll be edits because I I think their timing would be different. But primetime is going to be one of those like 7 o'clock shows or – What 7 o'clock shows? Well, they've done – What universe are you watching 7 o'clock shows on NBC? There have been shows on the – at least the local NBC channels. But that would be a syndicated. This is not syndicated. This is network. This is NBC's network. All right. So they're finding know, it they're cheaper. Shoving, they're shoving Leno at 10 o'clock. I know, so but, then, but they're – I just think there's going to be an impact. Everything's going to move down. But that's going to be next fall. So I think they're going to show this this spring so that while – so that in the spring they can do that with BBC. Okay. He's going to do another season of this, Merlin, I guess. And it's okay. I just – I'm not as dazzled as I thought I was going to be. Did you ever watch the Robin Hood show? Though? No, I have not. That was actually pretty good for a first couple of episodes and I got kind of tired. Well, there, there's, there's a problem there. Yeah. 
Uh, and that's all the television. It's a DVD, the Hulk versus Wolverine and Thor. Or is it the title of the DVD just Hulk versus? Hulk versus, and then it says, then it has like Wolverine and Thor. At least I, I was looking at the Marvel. So side. they're just short stories of 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 Hulk kicking ass, right? So there's well the the Wolverine Hulk story is apparently tied in with the Wolverine origins and Weapon X. Okay, I guess that makes sense. And so there's Wolverine gets beat up by the Hulk, I guess, and then falls uh, under Weapon X, which has a Deadpool in it who is apparently a bad guy, creepy Deadpool style. Um, okay. And they showed, uh, so is that, I think that's the second feature. No, maybe Thor's second. Thor is starts with Asgard, and uh, it looks like Loki's somehow gotten Hulk to Asgard. They don't, can't tell from the preview if Asgard is on Earth or back up in the heavens. Well, either way, a canny publicity move, getting kids kind of into Thor, Thor and Wolverine in time for movies to be out in the next couple of yeah, years. Because I followed the link to it basically because it links to something about the Thor movie. Thor in the Thor in the movies, and I went, oh, okay. So the spot, and end up looking at the animated mm. DVD. Okay, but uh, yeah, it looked okay. I mean, the Thor, the Thor had all the dialogue was well done, the voice acting was well done, and the costumes look good. So, all right, okay, and that comes out next week or two weeks? It's sometime this month. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sometime in January. Hulk versus for Marvel animated. Maybe it'll be the Marvel animated feature we don't hate. Yeah. Maybe. And then again, <laughs> <laughs> hasn't got to go too far. You can't I remain skeptical. The bar is low. Uh, let's go to. Uh, uh, how about video games? Rick wants to talk about a video game he got for Christmas. I, this isn't a brand new game, but I just started playing Left for Dead, which if you like shooters and you don't want to spend a lot of time like oyster getting shooters, to the end, yeah, oyster shooters. That's okay. a game all about oyster shooting oysters. oysters. Hey. Uh, it's a ripoff of Burger Time. You know, <laughs> shuckers, shuckers are very popular now. No. Um, <laughs> this was a real nice clam bake. Thank you, Rick. <laughs> That's a very nice one. Um, we all had a real good time. So it's a, uh, it's a cooperative four-player game, or you can, play, you can play individually single or up to four. Um, you can play by yourself or online. If you're online, your friends who are – it's an Xbox game, so your friends who are online can just join in. And they take over one of the characters that the, the AI has been playing so far. Mm-hmm. So it's a zombie shooter. Yeah. And it's, from what I can tell, I played through the first two of four um, movies. Well, so Rick, I just want to interrupt at this point. I don't know if you know this, but the powers that be have declared in the media, zombies are so passe. Zombies are awesome. Okay. So the, I had to say that. They're fast zombies, too. Um. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I played left. I played uh, Dead Rising Dead a couple of years ago. That was you played that one, didn't yep. you? Slow yeah. zombies. Yeah, they're very slow zombies. I but like they're, slow zombies. They're, you can run on top of their heads. Yes, you can. You, it's a little. It's very realistic because <laughs> um, <laughs> they've got very solid heads to run on. Maybe just sort of shuffle around. Um, anyway. Left for Dead uh, is set up as four different movies. So you go in. The first one's called uh, No Mercy. And you're, the plot of it is you're trying to get to Mercy Hospital, get to the roof, and be picked up by a helicopter. So there are, there are inside of that, there are four or five vignettes that all play to getting across the town and getting into this. So you end up saving by getting to safe houses 
where you can heal and pick up no ammo and mm -hmm. occasionally new weapons. What's cool about this is after you've played through it, you can start from any one of these vignettes. So if you, you want to, you, can, you can't save at any time, but you can start at the beginning of any one of these vignettes. And it takes about 90 minutes to go through, go through it all the way. You play it on multiple levels. You play it with your friends or by yourself. Now, to be fair, how long would it take me? Yeah, you wouldn't finish. Okay, good. You would, <laughs> you would cry during the opening credits. Yeah. You'd go, oh, I'm afraid. Uh, yeah. You'd find yourself a nice closet and close the door. Yeah. And that would be about it. So okay. this is made by Valve, the same people that do Half-Life, yep. Portal. Oh, yeah. well, then we know it's quality. It is the top, animation top is notch. great. There are four characters. There's the hot, uh, almost Buffy-like character. There's the crotchety old war veteran. There's the biker guy, and there's the... Uh, looks like he used to be wearing a suit, black guy who, uh, you know, Lewis. Um, <laughs> used to be wearing a suit, black guy? <laughs> he's like, what he's kind of... A very common character. What kind of stereotype is that? He's, he's got a tie on. He's got a, he's got a business shirt and a tie on. He's, I want an action figure called that. Used to be wearing a <laughs> suit, black, black guy. guy. Okay. So anyway. Um, What's his hairstyle? Highly recommended. Show us. It's got... <laughs> It's got um, – look. Oh, there he is. Yeah. yeah. Loose, used to be wearing a suit black guy, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> it, it's, it's actually four on he four, like isn't it? He looks like a writer on 30 You can have uh, the can, survivors versus <laughs> – I haven't actually played the – Twofer, that's the character's name. I haven't played the uh, against – you can play – there are special zombie characters too that you can play as – Playing against the, uh, the and Ernest girl. Borgnine is the grizzled war veteran. That's <laughs> yeah. nice. So, um, but it's, it's, it's getting a lot of rave reviews. It's also on the PC and maybe on the PlayStation. I don't know. I haven't seen PlayStation. I don't know if it's on PlayStation. Could be. Wow. Um, but the online version is great, and one of the nice tricks about it is if you're playing with a bunch of other people and you have to if you play for an hour and a half there's a good chance somebody in your group is going to have to has been drinking too much uh, diet vanilla pepsi and has to go off to the bathroom when they put hit pause on their controller it switches them over to the ai so their character continues to play while they're gone. So the rest. So you would let me play because I would you just say, you Derek, just say Derek, Derek, go to the bathroom. You say it's Derek time to go to the bathroom, Derek, please. No. Derek, this is the best you've ever played. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so I, I've just been enjoying it a lot, and I just want to recommend it, especially and be, especially because it has this kind of breakdown of multiple stories, and you can play it all the way through in about an hour and a half. Yeah, after you play it through once, first time through might take you two hours if you by yourself because it's kind of tough as a single player. The AI is good, but they don't do a lot of things like throw bombs and stuff. That you really need to do. Um, so, highly recommend. All righty. Yeah. Well, fantastic. I, I I have nothing to say on on games. Yeah. There, you will never play it. I will never play it. <laughs> uh -huh. That's all right. I have the option of playing it. We'll but, have the game. But know that if I really got into the game, and I think I would because I like Valve games. I would begin having nightmares about it, and I really don't want zombie nightmares. Yeah. And let me tell you, I've been plagued by them for about 30 years. <laughs> they're not fun. No, no I would not think not so. Fun. They are not fun. It's bad enough I move the little jewels around to make three at <laughs> night when I sleep. <laughs> that gives me nightmares forever. Oh, yeah. I have that Peggle problem. Peggle, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this unicorn wow. keeps coming in. Uh, <laughs> now a squid with electrical shocking powers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Speaking of, I got an ad for Tentacle Grape Soda. Uh, Ooh. In honor of hentai. There's a company, and I just want to give this out there because I just think it's funny as heck. In honor of hentai? Yes. It's the 50th a, anniversary. A, a, company, a company has brewed up a, a batch of 
Tentacle Grape Soda. When I think hentai, I think tentacle. And if you go to tentaclegrape.com, you can buy a six-pack for fifteen ninety nine. But let me say something. That I better be good grapes. I don't know. If you get if Rick gets this podcast up by Monday, and I'm not saying that's pressure, but I'm saying if you listen to this by Monday, January 5th, if you order this six-pack, you will get a tentacle grape condom as a free bonus. Finally, a <laughs> condom that fits. <laughs> it has 12 outlets. <laughs> Oh. And it's just really I don't know, but uh, twelve reservoir. Types. I just twelve. I, <laughs> I I haven't watched a lot of hentai. I don't think okay. it's really octopi. I okay. think they're just tentacles. They're just tentacles. Come I, I don't think that there's any set number. Okay, and maybe sorry. maybe you're more. You of a know connoisseur. so much more about it than I. Maybe do. you're a connoisseur. I was just thinking hentai. octopus, octo. I was kind. thinking one giant condom with suction with a suction cup uh, on the bottom, and then, and then you'd put the and you need receptacles for each. Cup. You know the best part? I'm not even in this conversation. You're not. <laughs> this I, is I so really strange. <laughs> what did you picture the tentacle condom to look like? I was, nothing. Nothing? Okay. You don't use condoms? I'm out. But let's go. Then I, I just had to mention it because I just thought, I got that email and went, what a bizarre product. <laughs> Who really wants to drink grape soda inspired by hentai? That, not me. Chris Garcia, this one's for you. <laughs> they may have done their market research. Uh no, there's a niche because I'm at fanboyplanet.com. Uh, there was a product that you were going to talk about. Actually, we brought an ad oh, for yeah, yeah. Mobius Models. What's the co- actually the company is? Yeah, Mobius Models. www.mobiusmodels.com. Rick brought in for us that they and I don't know. Again, this one's out to our listeners to help us do our research. Um, or we looked at their website and they've got a lot more than those what's advertised. But here. I need to I need to understand the history because as I said on their website. This company has the rights to the old Aurora model kits. At least some of them. Which were previously, and some of them had already been released previously by Playing Mantis, company, a toy company in the 90s that had done the Captain Action repros mm-hmm. and uh, done and released the models under the title Polar Lights. And oddly enough, they have this, this company now has the rights to do a Captain Action, a Captain Action model, model. Which I don't remember, did Aurora originally have I a Captain Action so, model? I believe so. I remember so, breaking the sword. I'm going to assume. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to assume that playing Mantis doesn't exist anymore. I haven't heard anything from that company in a long time. They were doing Johnny Lightning uh, repros, and that's. Eh. So uh, I haven't seen that on the store shelves in a long time either. So I don't know if this is the the ashes of of playing Mantis or if this is a brand new company. But they're doing these monster scene kits. It's M O E B I U S Mobius. Uh, Monster well, Scenes Custom Builder Kits is the mm-hmm. one that, that caught my eye. I remember actually seeing the originals of these from Aurora and not being allowed to buy them because they were just like torture devices. I'm going to say the hobby, the hobby shop down the street from from my house uh, did indeed carry those models. I can remember being at four, at the age of four, Furtively glancing over and knowing that I dare not let my mother catch me looking, looking at, at that Vampirella, the Vampirella model, which uh, it was not in this collection because apparently I'm sure that's those a licensing not, issue. Yeah. I'm sure that's a licensing, licensing but issue. But basically, this is these are classic monster models. It's Frankenstein and the Mad Scientist, mm-hmm. but also uh, a hanging cage torture device from the uh, Inquisition, and then the pendulum from the Pit and Pendulum in mm-hmm. Edgar Allan Poe with the swinging blade. They've uh, they've got. The victim, which is one of the models, it's a girl who looks like she should be on the Dukes of Hazard with the mm-hmm. cut off jeans and a tattered tight, shirt, 
tied. No, it's not tattered. It's just it tied t- around oh, the bus. Around. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was tattered. Um, what's cool about this is the original the original um, set of of this uh, models were advertised in comic books with a, with a quasi comic page telling a little bit I of do a story that. about I that. Do you remember that? And so they're doing the same thing here, but it's updated, of course, because they show the first panel. It's the young Sam speaks in the deadly doctor's voice, and he's playing with the models. And then they go through showing all the different models. And the last panel is Sam looking no. a lot like Rick, no. actually. <laughs> no, with, with Gray at the temple sitting in the floor of the living room I'm while the sink overflows and his wife's I have walked into room. your house and seen that yes. scene a But it also times. looks like it was illustrated by like Bernie Wrightson or it, something. Or, you know, it's I was that, thinking one of the Mad Magazine guys. But it's got yeah. kind of that horror comic it feel. It definitely has yeah. a definite... Somebody's uh, somebody definitely going for the EC, EC look. eerie kind of yeah. uh, look. We talked about Irwin Allen last week. Uh, they've got the rights to the Sea View, which I'm just like going nuts over. It's a 39 inch long model, and the, the voyage the, to the bottom of the, the sea, bottom submarine. Of the, sea. the invaders, and you know, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Yeah, you the, the, the glow in the dark monster models. Dark, yeah, I, w- I wish somebody could get the rights to the superhero models they did because those were really oh, the cool. Batman, if you're, and Robin, yeah, Batman, Robin, yeah. uh, Superman, from the branch, Superman, Superboy. Yeah. Uh, there were some cool ones. Hmm. Superman busting through the wall of bricks. Yes, exactly. Yep. You know the model. Yeah, I do. You do. Yeah. yeah. My father managed a thrifty drugstore. He got 10% off everything we bought. 10%, huh? Only 10% as the manager? Oh, back wow. in, anyway, this looks, this looks really <laughs> it cool. It is so really good. So, uh, Mobius Rick, models. Will you, will you be buying one and then bringing it in for you know, evaluation? I was looking at this and, I, I, you know, I if, I can, if I can get that pit, the pendulum uh, model, I might buy that one because I did have that one before. It feels a little empty without Vampy, though. There so are other uh, ways to acquire Vampirella. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Make your own set. Yeah. She's a repaint of Monica Rambo. <laughs> okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm for that. Uh, all right. Uh, well, I think that we have reached the end of our information and our show. So if you have any questions, comments, commentary, uh, you are going to actually correct us on something, please do. And if you just want to compliment us, if you want to talk about how great you think Lon is, he's always eager for an email. That's at editor at fanboyplanet.com. And this is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of Fanboy Planet. I think we need to set up my own email at the thing maybe soon. No? I did. I just don't tell anybody. What? Yeah. Uh, Lon Lopez. I've been answering for you. At fanboyplanet.com. You want Lon Lopez? I will give you a Lon Lopez at fanboyplanet.com really? email address. Awesome. Yes. That'd be rad. I'm mjgoodson at gmail.com. Wow. Wow. That wow. was, that was, that was more to the public? personal revelation than I thought you'd give. <laughs> you got, you've got a spam filter. So, I do. Yeah. And I'm just plain Rick Brett Snyder, reminding <laughs> you to use your powers only for good. Dot com. Oh, what's going to happen? And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com. No. Is it a what if or, or something? Uh, or maybe or Dr. Doom a has uh, like a most favored nation thing with Norman Osborn. If Norman Osborn gets to head an event, they have to do that contractually for Dr. Doom as well or he'll sue.
Yeah, I think you're. you're I don't there. know what the hell. That, that's how about. William Shatner ended up directing Star Trek V. So yeah. I kind of think that that's. Yo, well, get in his contract. Whatever, whatever you let Leonard Nimoy do, you had to let Shatner do. Okay, that's why right. I put on the ears in that Romulan episode too. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh god, old reference, lost on younger viewers. Uh, Go no, ahead. no, lost on Lon Lopez. Right. Yeah, you're a younger okay. viewer. You're oh, the Star Trek stuff's all come out remastered now. It's all digital. They did. I still don't think people. I don't think people's watching it. No. So they watched on Sci-Fi Channel for years. Okay. They broadcast those. Things. All right. Yeah. There's the glow in the dark, Doctor Jekyll. Yep, I had that. <laughs> <laughs> I had so many of those glow in the dark monsters. In stores now. <laughs> I like the glow in the dark ones because you didn't feel bad about not painting them. Yeah, because my paint job sucked. And plus that the glow of the dark uh, Dracula fits into what Stephen King novel? Yeah. Oh, okay. Crucial, crucial scene. The kid, the, the kid that survives the end of Salem's Lot, saves himself when his friends knock on the window because he snaps the cross off the glow in the dark Dracula model and holds it up. And I was like, I had that model when I read that book. I was like, this is so scary. Some kid could float up to my window. <laughs> It's it's a great book. It's just fun, and so can we just time out on yeah. the podcast here and talk about this guy's hoodie? Can we ask you to put your hood on? Oh my! Yeah, does that have? A... Now you have to stand up and model. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Very nice. Where'd you get that? It was. I, I'm ashamed to admit it. It's like a Mark Echo. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm not getting it. What's the cool. reference? Is there a reference to it? Or? It's Boba Fett. It's Boba Fett. Oh, man. <laughs> now I get it. That's awesome. It's like, it's like, it's like, the, it's like a, a Halloween costume yeah. that you get. Dude. Oh, wow. That's an like, Awesome. Wow. You can buy that off the rack? I mean, is that... I had to, I had it's to tailored. Online. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, had to, I had to get it tailored. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Does it come with the pants? You're cool, too. Yeah. <laughs> nice he's pen. Got a, he's got a cool sweater. <laughs> Who's on your pencil? Who's on there? Who is that? Do you know? <laughs> okay, because this, this is going to go in the outtake. Daddy will have to teach you. <laughs> come, come say your name on the microphone because this is going to go in the outtakes. Yes. What's your name? Uh, my name is Bruce. Bruce? And, and and just to be clear, Bruce is wearing a hoodie, a zippered front hoodie with uh, that is designed to look like a battle-scarred... It's even battle-damaged. Yeah, battle-scarred battle battle so Boba Fett uh, upper half with Very the hood common. that goes up as if it was Is everything on the back? Is there yeah, just a... Uh, just more uh, bullet screen, holes. Yeah. Just blaster marks. Yeah. Disappointingly, though, he does not look like a Maori. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, okay. Very cool. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you. And, you know, the best thing was even stickers that you had to put on. Like, like, no. I, <laughs> I have one of those, but you had to paint it yourself. Nice. You painted yourself, didn't you? All I know is me and Mike just look at each other like, is that what yeah. I think it is? <laughs> I know. I'm like, what are they distracted by? I can't turn around. I can't turn around. All I see is Lon doing these hand gestures on his chest. <laughs> I'm like, what? There's a baby. What is it? Like a really good Bjorn? What is it? <laughs> a boba Bjorn. Ooh. Sold. <laughs> okay. Honey, if you're listening to the podcast and you want me to watch our daughter. <laughs> a boba Bjorn. Awesome. Otherwise, I will shun her forever. <laughs> what were we? Where were we? I don't remember. You're finishing your... Oh, the DC vault. Uh, that, but I did finish it. So it, was just a, it was just a really fun book.